Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy. At Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. I'm Andre Gower. And I'm Ryan Lambert. And you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2019 and beyond. I am a host, James, and I've been gone for a long time. Yeah. But I am joined, as sometimes, by Zach and Brad. And every week we go see. Thanks for coming, guys. That's good to see you. I've, yeah. I've missed you. We, we, we just assumed you were dead. We, yeah, we, we, yeah it's I mean, really... I, the show is no different without you, so uh, nothing's changed. Uh, there's a, there's a yeah. gravestone out in the middle of uh, Aurora Park with your name on it now. I mean, I, I toss it candy bars and flowers every so often. I, I see that, like, guests started coming back on the show again while I was gone, which must mean that, like, I was keeping them away. Yeah. And once they knew, like, I was probably not coming back. Yeah, every, uh, every, I've been every... hiding all the emails <laughs> in Gmail, throwing them in right. different folders. Well, because so they all start them. with, is James still on the show? Yeah. I was uh, really offended by James in my appearance. And I'll never come back. Uh, so uh, every week we go see a movie and podcast our experience to the world. Uh, this week we went and saw something, but I don't know what because uh, I didn't see it. Brad, what did you see for the review this week? I was filming all weekend, so I didn't see it either. <laughs> Zach, what did you see for the review this week? I saw a Skyscraper and Hereditary. Great. <laughs> so this week uh, Zach's going to review Skyscraper and Hereditary. Um, um, and then we might have a third review this week mm-hmm. because we are not alone in the room. Ooh. Ooh, well, ooh, that was that was a. Huh, that how was did a, you get in here? <laughs> <laughs> I am joined by Dan and Elise. Hi guys, thanks for coming on the show. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. What uh, what brings you to this basement? Uh, Brad, and don't say the show because like that's <laughs> no, a that was secondary. I'm right. such a yeah. big fan. <laughs> um, so yeah, what brings you to the show? Uh, I mean, other than Brad. Yeah, other than Brad, um, you know, we've got uh, fun things to to pitch and talk about. Uh, Hotel Transylvania 3. Ooh, so you guys got to see yep. Hotel Transylvania mm-hmm. Summer Lovin'. What's it called? Summer Lovin'. That, no, that's appropriate. <laughs> man, you that know, movie I happened so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Summer Vacation. Yeah. Hmm. Right? I, I liked your other title better. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll keep that. Great. Uh, so we will... Um, 
at the end of the show, we'll do like three quick reviews of each of those films, I think, <laughs> uh, and just sort of, you know, shoot through them. Uh, we'll talk about whether or not you should see the movie, uh, then play the trailer, and then uh, and then we'll get into reviews on any of those movies where there are spoilers. Then we will probably end up talking about some spoilers, so just be wary up front. I don't know. I again didn't see Skyscraper, so I'm not sure whether or not his leg falling off is a spoiler. Um, but I bet it does at some point. Why does all the responsibility lie on me to tell you about Die Hard on another building? <laughs> <laughs> it's just I a difference. Did, I code. didn't choose this destiny. You it's, thrust it upon me. <laughs> it's Die Hard on a crane, to be very fair. <laughs> mm. Um, <laughs> with one leg off <laughs> yeah and it's uh, not a christmas movie <laughs> somehow it's a lot easier to step on glass when when one of the feet isn't real um, <laughs> Ooh, that's true i didn't uh, even think about that while watching it <laughs> yeah uh but before we get there we're going to talk about movie news and what's coming out and whatever else we've been watching uh i promise that i won't go through six weeks of what i've been watching <laughs> because dear lord um yeah uh but first we should talk about uh, what you guys are here for and, and what you're pitching and what you guys are working on. Uh, I'm working on a, a, ser- a web series called uh, Camp Crash. It's uh, dystopian summer camp. Um, so it's basically uh, yeah, Mad Max meets meatballs. Uh, <laughs> it's like where Mad Max is, like, sends his kids mm-hmm. during the summer when he just doesn't yeah. want to have to deal with them. What, what happens directly after Thunderdome. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Did the kids all spray paint their mouths with shiny chromium? <laughs> yeah, no, that was somewhere. Yeah, that happened before. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, this is the aftermath. Okay. Sure. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Where'd yeah. that idea come from? Uh, well, uh, initially. Uh, An abundance of child actors. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, uh, everybody you know in their thirties and forties, so children. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, it uh, initially I I moved into a, a studio uh, that was uh, basically a, a big stockyard, and you know just screamed dystopian to me. I was like, I got to write a script around that, mm-hmm. um, and I've been you know just dying to uh, to shoot something. Uh, yeah. I had made a a mockumentary years ago as a feature film called uh, Isolation Man, based on some of my my uh, comic books and uh, just was looking for something to do. And, and so, um, you know, I came up with this, you know, in, in the new Mad Max just came out. So it's just like, Oh, you know, so, you know, just, you know, you mean with uh, inspiration, right? It's strike while the iron was hot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Very much so. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the, the whole setup, you know, during the, uh, 2008, uh, economy crash. Um, you know, all these kids moved back into mom and dad's basement mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they, mm. they never wanted to leave. Dan, we haven't met before. How'd you make a movie then? <laughs> 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 I, what, is your movie, you should just call it millennials. I, millennials. I, yeah. Documentary. yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be one episode. Yeah. Just millennials. <laughs> just lots of whining. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So we, we, uh, uh, yeah. Parents won't, uh, you know, didn't didn't know what to do with the kids, so they signed them up for summer camp. And you know, unfortunately, they they go to Camp Crash, where they learn the art of warfare and uh, you know napkin folding. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So yeah. where are you at now? Are you in are you in like pre production or or are you we already sh- filming? Yeah, we shot uh, first episode last year. We've cool. got a Kickstarter. Um, if you go to Bitly uh, backslash uh, Camp Crash. You can go to the Kickstarter, for, and we're uh, we're ra- trying to raise funds to get uh, the second episode going. But I mean, we're not slowing down. We're we're ramping up uh, production on that, so we'll probably be shooting that in uh, October, and hopefully, we can just keep the momentum going and, and get all the episodes 
Um, initially, this was set up to be a, a feature film project. And then we realized, like, this might be a little bit bigger, you know, moving sure. cogs, you know, than, you know, what we can do just all at once. So so we wanted to break it down and kind of, you know, make it more of a, a serial approach. Was it more like cool. that you started off with the feature script and then mm -hmm. kind of, like, expanded out from there and kind of broke it apart, broke it down and whatnot? Yeah, broke it down a, a little bit, you know, had some very loose cliffhangers, mm -hmm. like... Uh, you know, Brad's seen it. You know, poor yeah, guy. Yeah, pilot. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I would say yeah. that it's definitely weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah, weird yeah. is good. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the production value is really high. I think. Um, oh, thank you. Like all the costumes and props are just like really well done. And uh, is, is Ryan Poliski shot it? Yeah, Poliski. Poliski. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Ryan shot it. Um, yeah, all the actors, uh, you know, made their own costumes. Uh, I brought Elise in as uh, one of my co-producers, and she helped out with the, the costumes, too. Um, you know, all the props is basically, you know, people pulling stuff out of their garage and just seeing what might work. Um, yeah, and, and luckily I had a, had a friend that had some assault vehicles, so that was nice. <laughs> oh, wow. That's going to be just about the most fun part of it, though, is, like, getting to build the, the, the costumes and the sets and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Because, like, you get to sort of create this universe and dream up whatever wild shit you want to. Oh, yeah. Um, do you awesome. Do you go around, like, um, like, when kind of prepping that production design, do you tend to, like, go through, like, thrift shops and stuff like that? Or, like, just, like, anywhere to kind of find the stuff and just assemble it yourself? Or do you have, like, a crew kind of, like, doing that for you? Or do you, like like... Is it more of a hands-on for you as a director to get involved with that aspect of it? Uh, for, for me, it's it's pretty hands-on. Mm -hmm. um, it there's some of the cast. You know, I've worked with uh, all everybody in, involved in the production. I've worked with you know throughout the years. They're all friends. We're, it's all we've all you know kind of you know knew each other and, and uh, have interacted and worked together. So we we ha we knew what everybody's, you know, resources generally, you know, kind of were. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like my lead actor, Alan, uh, Elijah Cutler, he, you know, he just went off and was just like, I know what I'm doing, you know, just, just let me go and do it. And sure enough, he showed up and he was like, yep, yeah, this is the character. This is Hagar. This is the, the, the insane camp counselor that's completely <laughs> mad. <laughs> You know, swinging around his uh, Shania, you know, and using that for a sword <laughs> and introducing all the kids to cocaine and marijuana and beer. Oh, my God. I got to just I, Brad, I got to see this pilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's uh, both versions are online. There's an R rated uh, version, which uh, has burned uh, Brad's eyes, <laughs> it's bur burned Elise's eyes, too, I'm sure. Uh, and then there's uh, the more uh, all ages friendly one. That's that's still pretty rough. <laughs> for a second there i actually believed you that there was like there was like a a crazy r-rated version and then like the pixar cut yeah it was like yeah. 10 minutes shorter and really kind of pleasant it was like it was like heavyweights with ben stiller like yeah. you, you could watch it it was funny but okay so it, yeah. both versions are not but james you remember george miller's pixar version of fury road right <laughs> yeah, it's, called, it was, yeah, it's called happy feet yeah <laughs> Uh, that is pretty accurate. Right, yeah. I always thought that was in the wasteland. Uh, they're both about the end of the world if you yeah. if you pay attention. Uh, George, yeah. this is the Arctic, not the wastelands. Close enough. Close enough. His Justice League probably would have been the same thing. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, God. yeah. Uh, what could have been? What could have been? So, how long have you been making films? Uh, I've been doing films since about 2005. Cool. Um, I've yeah out. Outside of art school, uh, just been doing uh, like um, uh, 
performance art and working with, uh, uh, oh, like right out of art school, working with a machine pyrotechnics group called uh, Motoman Project, where we would build robots and stuff, and they would just destroy things and blow things up. And you know, it's not the, cool. not the cute little competitive robots that you see at like Maker Faire. It's, it's the things that go crashing through walls and incinerate things and oh. eviscerate whole carcasses. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wait, 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 it got weird. Yeah, it got weird, yeah. So, yeah, for human carcasses? No, no. Okay, so, right. so oh, like man. stuff from a slaughterhouse. Yeah. Sure, yeah. That okay. type of carcass. Antelope. So, so Bill. That's practice Bill. for the human carcasses. <laughs> yeah. Antelope, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, and then, at, yeah, and that was, that was kind of short lived. Um, yeah, they're still around. They're, in fact, they're going to be performing this, this weekend at Mile High Parlay. Uh, over on uh, uh, Ellsworth and uh, South Broadway, uh, around Mutiny uh, Cafe. Oh, wow. right. So I'll yeah. be I'll be painting murals in the alleyways, and and then at that I think that Saturday night they'll just be blowing shit up. Stop <laughs> subtly throwing out talents where you're like you're talking and you're like, well, I, I had these comics that I was doing. Oh, I also <laughs> paint murals on the side. <laughs> like I don't have enough questions. Yeah, uh, sorry. To hit you all and of you these probably things. didn't get in too much background. So. No, 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 no. I've been gone. No one tells me anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like, been, you went to some great places. Hawaii, I did. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll stop complaining. Never you got mind. to recreate yeah. the Descendants, man. Come on. Well, <laughs> yeah. Suspicious stuff because you're not really tan at all. He, well, no, no, no. Like how much hold sunblock on, did you use? This a a lot. B. <laughs> this is a lot of tan for me. Who before I left was like you know paley chalk white. Um, this is. The, there are slight uh, look the, the even the ring has a very faint tan line. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's true. You totally yeah. look like you pass like a citizen of Ohio. Um, <laughs> that type of tan, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he sent us a video of him re- at the street in the Descendants, where George Clooney's running around in flip flops. Uh, he did the same run, and I, it I was, did. It's adorable, which was actually kind of cool. cool. I, I, we, we knew what neighborhood they were filming in, mm. um, and so I just like I pulled the, the map up on Google. Uh, and I knew I was like, okay, there's not going to be that many places where like two streets intersect like that, where you could get that shot. So I was just looking on Google, and there were a couple little places where there was sort of that that knife tip uh, meeting of two streets. And the first one that we drove to, we pull up and we're like, holy shit, <laughs> that's the. You one. know they shot Jurassic Park in Hawaii though. Yeah, I, no, I'm right. I also I also <laughs> went to some places where they shot some Jurassic Park. Okay, cool. Most of Jurassic Park is filmed on Kauai, which I didn't go to. Um, because, I was saying because like yeah. most people brag about like oh yeah, I went to Marty McFly's house from Back to the Future or you know oh no and I then went you're to like, I went to <laughs> Descendants where they wore flip flops yeah I went and saw that place <laughs> where he ran. now what's really cool because it's it's we're so I'm sorry this is your segment no, and I'm no, off, that's okay. I'm totally off subject but um you know it's it's um it's Alexander Payne so he wants everything to be like really realistic well that is actually the end of the street where the house that they were filming at is huh. so if you run up that hill the house they filmed at is right there. Like now, the the house he runs to is in a, is in a different location, but that's because that that street he's actually running onto is a really historic and beautiful like street that just drives through a, a pretty like you know jungle. Um, <laughs> there are no houses down there right. where he's running to, uh, but it's still awesome. Um, yeah, it was fun. That was like our last day in Hawaii. Like Brooks and I are driving around, and she's like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "I kind of want to go find that." That house from the <laughs> I kind of want to run around in the street and get a video 
Uh, and she was and like, she, I already want a divorce. <laughs> no, she was like super excited and thought it was fun because nice. she still likes me for some reason. Oh, um, <laughs> but that's nice. oh, oh, give it a year. It's gonna it'll it'll go fast. Oh. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, was fine. I don't remember what we were talking. About. Elise, how'd you get into this? Like how? What? What happened? How? How did you get, how did I get into, into this the room? Basement? Or uh, yeah, both. Unfortunately, um, I walked through the front door. Right, like, well, one day he comes to you and he's like, "Hey, I want to dress up a bunch of children." But not children. <laughs> yeah, I want to dress up a bunch of thirty-year-olds like children from Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, teenagers are in their thirties. Fantastic. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. He just asked, and I was like, well, "Okay." Did you have any <laughs> background in this? I do. I do. And actually, Dan has um, been helping with my film uh, when big things attack. Oh, cool. And um, that's why Dan wanted me to come here today is because we actually took the storyboards and converted them into a comic book, and that's being released at Fort Collins Comic-Con on August 25th. Oh, Ooh, very nice. cool. So, Man. Uh, yeah. So is that like as a as a first step towards you getting the film made is to get the mm-hmm. story out there mm-hmm. and, and get some buzz about it? Get a little bit of buzz about it. Um, I was uh, kind of struggling with the practical effects because the movie is... Um, Has giant things in it? It has attacking cupcakes and flying cupcakes and okay. big chocolate cakes <laughs> that rip people's heads off and stuff. So I was having some problems with the technicality of it, and Dan offered to help. And um, so that's sort of how I cross, yeah. know, crossed over into Camp Crash a little bit and, and did some, <laughs> tried to do some makeup effects and some costuming for him over on that side. But How does a cake yeah. physically rip a head off? Is it like a smashing that's, bludgeoning? That's one of the force? issues. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Got it. You keep it's one you, of the secrets. You keep spending all the budget yeah. making cakes and throwing them at people and wondering <laughs> yeah. why their heads don't come off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'll be the yeah. test dummy. So right. yeah, oh. as soon as my yeah, head right. comes off, we'll we'll let yes. you know. Yes. Keep throwing yeah. cake at my face <laughs> yeah. until my head comes off. Yeah. It's like yeah. the aviator. She just keeps throwing cakes against the wall. The way of the future. The way, <laughs> the way of the future. That's fantastic. What is it like to take a take something that you envisioned as a film? And try to reshape it into into a comic book. Well, um, Larissa Hughes is the illustrator, and she's kind of taken it and run with it a little bit. So that's actually mm-hmm. been really exciting to see somebody else sort of take the story oh, wow. and do their own interpretations. And she's done an incredible job um, in sort of <clears throat> even taking the story into into a wider range of of um, sort of a palette, you know, just with, like with the colors and the characters and the depth and their facial expressions and everything. So that's been really cool. So you kind of you gave her some creative freedom there to sort of mm-hmm. like, here's what we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. When I get to make my film, I'll get my version of it, but this one gets to sort of be yours. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. My goodness. So what was the first steps of like, you know, doing you know production on on this on Camp Crash? What did that look like for you? Well, I was going to do some costuming and some effects for him. So we had to get um, our our Viking warrior. Princess, mm-hmm. yep. sort of in, leather, yeah. in muddy leather chaps. So that was like a great big step in just getting her in those and trying to keep them from shrinking too much so she couldn't get them off and just smearing her with mud and smearing yeah. costumes with mud. I took a <laughs> I took a placemat out of bamboo and cut it and made sort of a corset for her out of that. And then we glued her into that. And I think that stuck to her skin. And yeah, the, it was the a pretty cors- brutal, pretty brutal Mad Max kind of yeah. scenarios back there in the costuming room. Yeah, yeah the, the corset underneath that was originally, uh, you know, we, we just wrapped her around in uh, uh, gaffer's tape. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty yeah. fun. Oh. So it's just, just you know, she's like sitting there. It's like, okay, I'm drinking. Let's wrap this. Let's go. So she's just, yeah, yeah oh, it was a lot of goodness. fun. Yeah, Amanda's uh, a trooper too. She's, 
she's now uh, you know one of the, um, uh, one of my producers uh, going forward uh, with Very the project cool. too. So That's she's awesome. pretty intimidating. You you met her. Yeah, she won fish sticks at a open screen night. She I think. won what? Fish sticks. She won fish sticks. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. One of the wonderful prizes at open screen night. <laughs> Come to open screen night. You get fish sticks. <laughs> yeah, I think that night we like the at, the attendance equaled the amount of prizes we had, so everyone went away with something. <laughs> everyone wins. Yeah, yay! Fish sticks for everyone. It's like Oprah, but with fish sticks. Participant, yeah. participant, participant. <laughs> it was our pirate. You, you night, know that so. was what Oprah was missing for so many years was fish sticks. Yeah, yeah. nice. Very cool. <laughs> Sweet. Well, real quick, one one more time. How do people uh, follow you, and how do they support Dan? Uh, for uh, Camp Crash, uh, go to uh, Bitly. Uh, you know, backslash camp camp crash uh they'll you can find the the kickstarter that way um you can also follow me on uh <clears throat> excuse me uh instagram uh, Insta- uh instagram.com you know backslash uh you know daniel uh underscore uh crozier cool sweet and then elise how do how do people find out about the comic when is it coming out and then how do they support your film um, well, we have uh, Facebook, When Big Things Attack, the comic. Okay. And then uh, we do have a website, WhenBigThingsAttack.com. And it's right now it's just for the comic book, and it's got some bios of the characters. We um, we have the little hero and the heroine in there, and uh, their bios and some pictures of them and some pictures from the comic book. So Cool. Very cool. Awesome. Sorry, I have one more question. How do the cakes get big? Is it radiation or just like an overzealous baker? Oh, no, they're not big. <laughs> No, they're just oh. tenacious. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just ferocious little flying fanged. Oh, okay. Cakes. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. fair. Pink and, James, pink and purple. James was hoping for an Oprah obsessed cake boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, the wedding cake was made big. So okay, fair. That's, that's the one that can swallow people whole. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That's pretty should. big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the other one's just, you know. Yeah. Little like piranha cakes. Take out. Yep. Mm hmm. I guess right. the question is, they, they fly in I'm not going to sleep. How do they find sentience? But I guess you should read the comic to find oh, out. I mean, that part mm-hmm. is yeah. self-explanatory, yeah. Yeah. Brett. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't curious about that. <laughs> I thought the size was a little bit beyond, <laughs> yeah. you know, understanding. You like mm-hmm. Earth. I was I on board it. for small yeah. cupcakes, but large ones. Yeah. <laughs> I graduated from college with English and Baker's Anatomy. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Every time I eat a cupcake, I believe it's alive. <laughs> Only living things can make me that happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you and yeast. Right. <laughs> oh, very cool. Sweet. Uh, well, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Thanks. Yeah, um, thanks for having we'll us. We'll try not to waste too much of your time as we dig into the rest of the normal show. Yeah. Uh, guys, what do you want to do first? How does this show work? Um, what do we do here? We make fun of you. That's oh, what we do. Shit. Yeah, that's... it was. It's been a fun six weeks. Now you're back. Now yeah, we haven't done any of the segments. It's just been making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> We've made up plots to movies about you and your honeymoon <laughs> each week. I actually so. might believe that. Oddly enough, <laughs> honeymoon in Vegas was the best one of them all. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, what do you want to do? News? Sure. Oh. Okay. Cool. It's real news. Well, it's a good thing that I'm back, uh, because if I weren't here, then none of you people would have talked about the fact that Downton Abbey is getting a movie. I, I, I would have talked about it. I mean... Bullshit. I, I, I would have just asked, like, if they're going to serve tea and biscuits there as opposed to popcorn and soda, but... 
You son of a bitch. <laughs> Actually, that would have been more of a Ryan thing. God, I don't God, think I would have done that. Goddamn tea and biscuits jokes. To be fair, though, I did get the first two seasons on Blu-ray, and I have yet to watch them. So. Uh, they're amazing. Yeah. I'll, I w- well, no, I wouldn't. I won't lend you the rest of them. <laughs> those are for me. You're such a great friend. Those are those are just for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, it's kind of weird because I was very at peace with the end of that show. Uh, do y'all ever watch Downton Abbey? Uh, I never did. Seasons, did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. God, it's so good. What's did you it? like it? Yeah. Yeah. What's oh, it focusing on then? If they already uh, wrapped everything, uh, uh, just m- just more of them. Yeah, you know the that show has like uh, this ticking time bomb of oh shit, the middle class is coming. Um, <laughs> and that, show, <laughs> that, that show just sort of ends with like, well, this isn't gonna go great. Let's stop here. Um, <laughs> And so the fact that they are making a like full fledged film, I'm sure that will be some of the plot. So, so the scariest thing for people in Downton Abbey is a guy in a collared shirt mowing his lawn, going "Hi there." <laughs> like, the low hanging fruit would be something like, you know, Lily James's character is getting married, and then you just you wrap a whole bunch of drama through that and have it be about like, you know, a bunch of other things happening at the time, but with that as sort of the backbone. Like I would imagine. In my head, there's two ways you do this. Either either it is a film with a thin plot sort of based around one event like that where a bunch of good stuff is sort of intertwined, or someone gets murdered, and then it's basically just Gosford Park but with all the characters we already love. Um, either of those I'd be fine with. Uh, <laughs> a little Agatha Christie. Yeah, action. like some Goth- Goth- Gosford Park 2 would just be okay. Uh, if it was like Gosford Park but set in Downton Abbey, I'd be fine. <laughs> um, as, ro- as long as Ryan Phillippe doesn't come back and pretend to be British. Cosper um, Park 2, open season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> moving along. Uh, oh, they're going to make a Zombieland 2. Uh, Emma Stone and Woody Harrelson and Abigail Breslin and Jesse Eisenberg are all supposed to come back, but we'll know when we see it. But they've been saying that for like eight years now. Yeah, but so. this week they said it again. Also, wasn't Ruben Fleischer supposed to do that movie that everyone was upset about with Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, speaking of that, um, <laughs> so this week Scarlett yeah. Johansson dropped out of Rub and Tug, um, which is a weird one. This is one where like, I don't... I agree with her argument, but I don't love the way... like She didn't exactly handle herself relatively mm-hmm. well, um, but I also understand her frustration because I think she's gotten a lot of shit that's not her fault. Mm-hmm. Um, where like this is now the second time where she's sort of getting accused of being part of some whitewashing. Yeah, where, where that's more sure. of like a studio thing. They're probably asking yeah. for a big story. Well, and yeah. and and if you're her, right? Like you see people, and her argument is is very valid, right? Like why is it that if Jared Leto plays a trans character, it's art and it's an edgy, like brave performance, and then if she does it, it's it's dangerous and it's you know uh, it's her taking the role of of a of a trans actor. And you know, and and I think the argument is fair on both sides, but I don't necessarily think that it's her fault. It's a no-win um, scenario on all grounds. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and, and while might, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, there. might might also be a timing issue because yeah, because yeah. that movie came out. Yeah, just I mean, granted, it was like four years ago, right? But it was you know well before you know uh, the Me Too movement, and you know along with it, uh, you know the, the very true, you know the trans topics too. Yeah, yeah, coming to yeah. the forefront. I mean, it was still kind of before. Um, uh, what's that one on Amazon? Transparent. Uh, oh, Transparent. Yeah. Transparent. Yeah. Transparent. Yes. yeah. Oh, Transamerica, though another film that same same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's an interesting thing because you. This is a a very traditional thing, and I, I, I just wonder why she's the one 
who ends up being a lightning rod for these things. I don't think it's her fault. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty, you know, before um, Ghost in the Shell, there are plenty of instances where white actors ended up taking the roles of, of theoretically Asian characters. Mm-hmm. I only say theoretically because that was an anime, so, like, I, you know. I, I, I guess I'm more surprised by anything else that Ruben Fleischer is directing it because that seems more like... If Patty Jenkins wasn't doing Wonder Woman 2, this sounds like a movie she might want to tackle because mm. mo- they're not the same, but Monster has similar emotional elements to the story they're describing on that uh, sure. description. So Yeah. Um, but Ruben Fleischer, like, he's fine director, but... Um, yeah. And, I mean, you know, the conversation about representation in Hollywood is already pretty... a, a, a very broad problem anyway. Mm-hmm. That, again, I just I just wonder why this, like, why she becomes this, like, you know, fire starter for these topics. Um and like I said, I, I don't think that while I 100% agree with her argument, I don't think that her basically just going to Twitter and be like, well, why don't you ask Jared Leto why I'm doing this role? Like, like oh, that's not the that. best way to yeah. respond either. Doesn't help. Um, you know, the best way to respond is probably to back out and then in a nice interview say like, well, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I was actually really excited about the role and I'm really disappointed to have to give it up. You know, for me, it was... I, in my head, I looked at it at, <laughs> the same way that, that these other actors have done these roles, but maybe it's not the right time for that. And that way she gets to get her voice out there and say, like, hey, like, this isn't my fault. But at the same time, you know, not necessarily, like, throw it back in people's faces that they're mad about this. It's just a it's a weird, rocky discussion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's dropped out. And then we'll see. So the other shoe will drop of does the movie get made? Because similar yeah. to Ghost in the Shell, if you didn't have her in that movie, would that movie have been made? Um, which is the actual mm. problem. Ghost not... in the Shell might have just because of the name recognition alone on, sure. the, on the property. But they would have went Rub, and found Rub, another. Rub and Tug runs into a different issue. Yeah, and like I don't know how you fix it. I really don't because but... like I, the, this is this is not even remotely a, a statement of support for the studio. But the studio wants a name for a property of that quote unquote right. controversy. So, and the problem with representation is that the people who are underrepresented are underrepresented. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, yeah. Again, the studios are wrong. They should just like cast right. whoever's good for the part. Like, that's, yes. yes, I don't know, logical. Yeah, but... the, the thing to do would actually be like, <laughs> you know, protect your budget by keeping or protect yourself by keeping the budget low, and mm-hmm. then go try to find an actor or actress who fits that role properly. Who and then you know honestly you're just going to capitalize on it right mm-hmm. you're you're going to have the biggest headline of holy shit we went and found this person mm-hmm. and that becomes the hard part of making the movie yeah. um, but they're they don't like taking risks so no of course they don't uh, speaking of the internet uh, blowing up um, a billion nerds uh, committed seppuku this week when uh, they saw pictures of Mark Hamill without a beard and they decided that that meant that Star Wars was dead forever. Holy shit. I hate Star I Wars fucking hate this official. story so much. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> so literally, first the, of all, do you do, do, does everyone realize Mark Hamill has other things to do? Right. Okay. <laughs> so the man the man is naked in his bathroom. He has received he has received from from sideshow collectibles a cane with where the head of the cane is the Joker and he takes nice. a photo of it with him looking all menacing. And everyone flips out, not because they want that cool cane, but because he doesn't have a beard. Because heaven forbid that that like, you know, the the ghost of Luke might show up in nine. Either a with a beard that's only two months old, because I don't believe they're necessarily filming right now, or 
that like maybe when the ghost of Luke shows up, he doesn't have a beard because ghosts can shave. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, why is this? I, I hate the internet. Like, this whole conversation about Star Wars makes me so frigging angry. Like, I, I, I can almost see people going down this path of like, oh, well, clearly this is this is a sign of support that because he has shaved his beard, he also wants to remake. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the last Star Wars film, uh, which is also why his background image on Twitter is still the island, because even though he's dead in the films, uh, he wants to return to that island and resh- and do reshoots to recut uh, the Last Jedi. Uh, he's also followed the money. He he's given a million dollars to that that campaign, or you know, a billion dollars a, for reshooting uh, the Last Jedi, or, or or you know, it's a very pretty picture of a very pretty island that was a great location in two very fine movies. I mean, like, besides, we all know that he's doing Brigsby Bear, too. So he's got to keep his, like, he's got to shave his beard for that, man. His his job with Kyle Mooney isn't done. (laughs) It makes me like Star Wars less. Like, these these Goram Star Wars fans make me so angry, I just don't know what to do with myself. Makes me like animated Batman more. Right. <laughs> exactly. I th- yeah. It sounds like they're, re- they're interpreting this whole wrong. It especially, sounds like a, a promotional thing for yeah, Batman. Especially like Maybe this, it's the next project. This week as we find out that they're going to finally put the animated series on, on Blu-ray. Like, yes. This is the... Hey, why don't we celebrate that good things are happening? And why don't we fucking wait till episode 9 comes out to find out that episode 8 is friggin' great. Like, just cool your heels. Gosh, I hate people. He also doesn't like wearing a beard. I right. read that once. Yeah. Like, I, I can imagine that. Yeah. You know, considering that most of his life he doesn't have one. <laughs> but yeah, I'm totally exhausted with these Star Wars fans. Like, Oh my gosh. Since you've been gone one? every week, there's been some kind of Star Wars we, thing. We have to oh, really yeah. push to get Mark Hamill on this show to defend Ooh, himself when once I, and for all. <laughs> when, I, when I saw the conversation about whether or not Kathleen Kennedy should be fired, <laughs> I... <laughs> I genuinely wanted to crawl into a hole and never see a Star Wars movie again. Like, I don't think, A... uh, How dare she be successful financially? I I just don't see that argument. I just don't see that argument at all. It's Kathleen friggin' Kennedy. Like, I, I, I have to assume that there is a certain level of sexism behind the argument because these same people who hate Last Jedi are the same sexist assholes who think that Rey is a Mary Sue and have all these arguments about how those movies are, like, stealing roles from men. Like, I, I just I just can't help but hate Star Wars a little bit. Uh, like, it's it's very frustrating. I uh, had a conversation like that with, with a friend who, who thought the same things like oh you know now it's all about about women and stuff it's like i, I just told him sounds like you're very uh you know inadequate with your own uh, masculinity <laughs> right i don't think that uh, like more than one female character constitutes yeah. a female takeover of films yeah. and even if it does that's okay yeah i i i've got plenty of dude films i, saw, like, a, I saw a great post today on twitter someone uh, in defense of that uh is like women have been involved in Star Wars since the beginning. Here's a picture of my friend. She's dressed up in a a, a, a rebel pilot outfit oh, from yeah. the seventies. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she was there. The original Star Wars up there. She, she, she went back every you know bunch of showings to memorize and take notes on the costumes, so she could make that costume in cosplay in 1977. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it also boils down to what has always been the fallacy of that, which is that when Ray has victories or learns lessons those lessons are 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 valuable and relevant to me as a man her gender has nothing to do with her character 
I mean, it, it does, but like, she is a great character, period. Mm-hmm. She is also a woman. Like, that doesn't make, I, yeah, I, I, all of these people just make me furious. And, and like, yes, genuinely, while I was gone, I kept watching these, like, news things happen every now and then. I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking stupid. It's a movie oh, about spaceships god. exploding from other spaceships. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't. I don't give a shit about your intricate arguments anymore, like with the internet and stuff. Like, I just don't. There are movies for kids, guys. And why is this ha- argument even happening? <laughs> and if someone cites that they have raised forty billion dollars to remake that freaking movie on a website that isn't Kickstarter and has no, vol- yeah, like guys, I can spin up a website tomorrow and have it say that I have. Three trillion dollars to remake the Rocketeer, but that doesn't mean I fucking have that money. Like these people are assholes. They're full of shit, and stop giving them any legitimacy. Like they're not. I look. I can go break it. I'll right now. I will go tell them that I'm going to dedicate four tr- trillion dollars to their fund, and then they're like, "That'll be news." Like, it's it's a dumb website. It's not a real thing. Give them all in Bitcoin. Just do- <laughs> sure. I, if I could, if I could. Like I'm gonna donate two Bitcoin, but I promise you it's worth a billion dollars <laughs> to the moon. Anyway. So they're wanting to make a fan film to correct. Oh yeah, you haven't heard about this? No, oh yeah, no, yeah. No, oh yes. No. So there's a this website. To me. There's a website that you can. <laughs> is it Craigslist? <laughs> no, it's okay. less legitimate than that. Oh. It's literally just a website for remaking, and you can find it. There's. I don't want to tell you who it is, yeah. but if you Google, we're gonna remake the Last Jedi. You'll probably find it. Um, it's a garbage website with a form on it. It's not like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe or even like an email form. Like, it's just a little thing. And then at the top, you remember back in the 90s, websites would have like, a, this is how many visitors we've got. Oh. It's just got that ticker, oh but it's gosh. with an amount of money. A and they're like, journal? we've got $40 million to remake The Last Jedi. I think it's up to like 240 now. Well, like, they wow, claim it's something matter. stupid. When they started it, they said, like, we already have the backers to redo this. We just need Disney's permission, and what? that's what the goal is, is to take a meeting with Bob Iger and get permission to remake the movie. Right. So Good they, luck. They just need the support from fans so they can show Disney, like, hey, you know, this many people want this redone, so you should let us do it. Yeah, like Bob Iger You don't have to spend a penny on it. it. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I think that because you don't have to risk anything that it'll just work out. It'll be such a great movie, you know, because films made by giant committees of fans are always a great idea. Oh, yeah. 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 They're also crowdsourcing the story. Like, great. They're going to take oh. all the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, somebody just took a dump in my ear. Man. <laughs> Guys, I haven't seen it yet, but I want. I really, really think we should remake Mamma Mia 2. I think that Mamma Mia Two could be so much better than any. Tra- it doesn't yeah. matter. I it doesn't matter I, I, that I haven't seen it because every trailer tells me that it won't be as good as Mamma Mia One. I, so I, someone getting me in a room with Meryl Streep. I hope it happens because I will absolutely jump in on the crowdfunding and and I will campaign very hard for the main character of the remake of Last Jedi to be the robot Dum One who gets sucked into the engine in the middle of uh, in the middle of the pod race scene. In in episode yep. one, like I want that that justice for DM one hashtag justice for DM one. That's 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 the, the the robot I want to hear about. I want the like, Han, I want the Han Solo of that story to be that alien that uh, Obi Wan visits in that diner in Attack of the Clones. I the, the big sir, the big burly one, you know. <laughs> I actually just want them to go through. Just leave the Last Jedi alone, but 
CG off Mark Hamill's beard and then CG a mustache back onto the CG <laughs> bald Mark Hamill. That's what I want. That'd be nice. I just a little Magnum PI. Yeah. Well, actually, just take just take so Henry Jedi. Cavill's chin. <laughs> just take Henry Cavill's from chin. his nose down and just, CG it onto Mark Hamill and just have him smile the whole movie. Prominent chin. The last. Yeah. The the, la- the lasterist Jedi. Right. And every time he talks, we'll just add in a little puppet. Like he's ventriloquist, <laughs> he's doing a ventriloquist dummy thing, uh, and that's what it'll be. It'll be a puppet of Yoda, and then his mouth doesn't move because you've just got Henry Cavill's chin. Is the main star Jeff Dunham? <laughs> Goddamn. Yes, yes, and Jeff Dunham. It's 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 uh, what's that really racist Jeff Dunham? Uh, oh, the the which dead one? terrorist. Uh, it's the well, yeah, yeah the, but the really racist yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's 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 uh, super racist. The dead terrorist. Uh, is is the new Jedi Master, um, and Mark Hamill doesn't have any lines. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I just had to rant about that one. Yeah, that we we talk, we talk too read. much. We're, we're giving the fuel of the Star Wars fire too much fuel, man. I get. I but I got to get it out. I know. No one else will listen to me. About, it, you like, were you were gone six weeks. We yeah. Just, yeah. Star Wars. doesn't want to hear about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> In good Star Wars news, uh, Lando Calrissian's coming back. Yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. I guess Billy well, Williams. Yeah. That is unless Ka- uh, Kathleen Kennedy gets fired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, Billy D. Williams would be back. That'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. I hope uh, his ship is a big Colt 45. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just pieced that? together from recycled Colt 45. Yes. Balloon yes. Cans. <laughs> The door opens and cans fall out of the door. <laughs> I spared no expense, baby. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, let's see. What else happened this week? Joss Whedon's going to make a TV show again. He wants Didn't you, you to love do him. Did something like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's saying that it's for HBO. It's going to be called The Nevers, uh, and it's hmm. his most ambitious narrative, uh, so they say. Uh, I'm excited for him to get back out there and do stuff that has nothing to do with DC. So that people can remember that they love him. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know what has happened, but man, the internet has turned on that poor guy in some ways that are very unfair. Mm. Um, but uh, anyway, um, yeah. Didn't uh, they turn on him uh, after Age of Ultron, too? Um, well, I mean, that was just, like, okay. And, and yeah. honestly, anybody who's really a fan of his should know that, like, his weak spot is he likes telling stories where robots come to life and then yep. those stories are never good. Yeah. Uh, like, in the middle of his... Um, his X-Men run is that story where like the danger room comes to life and it's the worst, mm-hmm. but the rest of that, of that run is great. Yeah. But like that part sucks. And so <laughs> like I forgave him for Avengers too. Cause I was like, well, it's that thing you like doing that you hate there. Yeah. That you're no good at. Yeah. Um, the real thing was that his, um, when he was going through his divorce, his wife came out and said like that she oh. cheated on it or that he cheated on her and all this stuff, which I, that two I things. didn't know about. Yeah. I have a hard time holding that against a guy as a fan of his work when, mm-hmm. When two things: one, your personal life is not necessarily like I. I know, even though the rest of you know, so many fans treated him like some kind of you know nerd messiah. Like the dude, people are people and they fuck up. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Yeah. Two, I feel like when there is a messy divorce, if one of the two parties, like especially when it's someone famous, if one of the two parties like really gets out there and tries to like drag the other person through the mud because they know they can. I just inherently don't trust that person. Like that to me is the person of lesser 
like value sure. yeah. who is who is really doing something pretty shitty to try and hurt the other person when like the divorce is already bad mm-hmm. like everybody's going through something rough and you chose to get a bunch of people who aren't involved in your marriage involved in your marriage and and so like i i wholly believe yeah he probably fucked up and maybe it's his fault but it takes two people to get divorced yep. like i just anyway sometimes um, three sometimes three <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes more um yeah. Well, so not, sometimes that's a swingers weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, someone make a divorce comedy called It Takes Three. <laughs> uh, in the long list of Neil Blomkamp tries to reboot the things he loved as a kid, uh, this week he decided he wants to make a new Robocop movie. Mm. Cool. Brad, how do you feel about Robocop Returns by Neil, Neil Blomkamp? If they bring back the robot and suit and everything, then. Uh, yeah. That'll great. do it. Can Chappie have a cameo? <laughs> no, no, he cannot. And we don't talk about it. I want, I want to live in a pre-Chappie world where Neil Blomkamp is cool. I want him to mash up every film he's done with that new RoboCop movie. Seriously. Get Matt Damien from Elysium in it. <laughs> Get um, Chateau Copley from District Nine as the alien already. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, Wait, which one? Oh no, it's yeah, it's Elysium where Charlotte Copley gets his face blown off, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, that movie's still fun. <laughs> like that movie's decent. Chappie is unwatchable trash. Um, <laughs> That's harsh. I didn't mind it that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't mind that too much. Oh, yeah. God. It has it's a just issues. Like, it's mostly, if you had yeah. cut out, yeah, that part's. If you'd cut out all of the stuff with the South African rappers. Then I then I think it would oh, be okay. Oh, Antwerp. Yeah, yeah, right. Like that's the stuff where I'm just like, oh man. But anyway, um, I don't know why he hasn't been able to make a movie since. Like, because you keep shitting on Chappie. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it. it's because he spent all that time trying to make Alien. He's in studio meetings, and they're like, "Yeah, but we heard this Real Nerds podcast, and <laughs> well, James has a strong opinion. So we yeah, gotta go with it." He's been making a series of short films. He's got a website that just rolls out short film after short film. Oh, that's cool. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's where I think I'll, you know, the other yeah. amount of his energies go. And he spent all that time like swimming against the Ridley Scott stream, trying to make alien films while someone else was making alien films. Oh, Ridley um, Scott! Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, he was he was trying to make that like his official Alien Three, yeah. which was gonna like rep- replace Alien Three, um, and then he could just never get it made because Ridley Scott was like, "No, nah, dude, I'm serious. I'm gonna keep making alien films." Yeah. Um, but anyway. It's just interesting that he keeps like he keeps returning to that well. Uh, and who cares? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is making a Joker movie. Anyone? Sure, right. fine. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? I, I I mean, is he gonna dance to Prince songs? Because that's. <laughs> I have a question. That would be fun. <laughs> Did Samuel Jackson have hair twelve months ago before they started filming? <laughs> no, uh, let me call him and find out. Because if he didn't, then theoretically a human being can grow hair again to do another film. Did you realize they're in the world of make-believe? There are people who specifically design wigs to make it look like That's they've had hair forever. I'm just going to make the point again that you can get more hair. What is this all mm. leading up to, James? <laughs> uh, oh, we, just, uh, we just saw pictures of, of uh, Samuel Jackson from Glass. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he has hair again. So. I'm kind of stoked for the film. I, I, yeah. Wasn't, yeah. I, I need to rewatch Split. I remember being whatever about it, and I thought the t- quote-unquote twist at the end was so shoehorned in, but... I like that image of all three of them sitting in yeah. that room. So. Yeah. It's interesting because Bruce Willis is the only one who's, like, shackled. 
right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody else is that's just the only, sitting there. It's the only way they can keep him in control on set. Because, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 assume I would that, agree. Like, yeah. I've like, seen Death Wish. <laughs> oh, we've got to talk after the show. Uh, I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> the only way, yeah. It's the only way you can keep him on set, period. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, because Mr. Glass, like, if he gets out of line, you just, you know, throw a pebble at him, and then he, he's, like, you know, riling in pain. Um, the one who should be... Like tied up is obviously the dude from Split. Yeah, McAvoy. Um, cause but he's, he's fooling them with his other personality to yeah. make them think he's calm. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. He's see. my little pony personality. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the brony of the group. My yeah, little beastie. My oh, little beastie. <laughs> so sweet and, and so polite. <laughs> yeah. You were Charles Xavier. Oh. <laughs> Charles got ripped. <laughs> You're oh. in atonement. Oh. <laughs> so I think the only other thing is that Comcast says they're not going to outbid Disney, and also uh, Fox got sued by one of its shareholders. So who knows what's going to happen with Disney and Fox, but it'll probably go through. Anyway, is there anything else I missed? Uh, Tab Hunter died. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Iconic. Um, uh, how do you describe it? Like, it, like, like. Hot like the like what Channing Tatum is like he was Song like and he, dance he, man. heartthrob that's the yeah. word I'm looking for heartthrob uh, in the fifties and sixties and uh, he he was um the, the the aspect that a lot of people talk about nowadays is that he was um he, he was um gay but he never really kind of came out with it until mm. he wrote his book Tab Hunter Confidential yeah however he did a movie in 1980 with Divine called yeah. uh, Polyester which is a wonderful film uh and it's kind of clear when you watch that film that like. Yeah, we all kind of know. It's like the Liberace thing. We all mm-hmm. know. Sure. Uh, but he's great in that movie, Polyester. Yeah. I, I love John Waters. And he, he he and Divine play off of each other so well. It's it's no different than watching, like, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks act together. Like, in, in the terms of just, like, I believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But he was also in, like, a bunch of other different films from the early Golden Age of Hollywood. You know, he went through that system. And we're losing those guys pretty fast and whatnot. Um, except for Olivia de Havilland. Apparently, she'll never die. Um, so <laughs> she's got more people just, to sue. Despite, <laughs> despite, your, despite your incessant prayers, Zach, and your voodoo dolls. Uh, no. <laughs> no, dude, I'm still trying to raise Jack Benny back from the dead. I, I can't get it done. Um, but yeah, no. Um, you just need to call on your friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Tab Hunter um, uh, passed away. Also, um, the guy who played, uh, uh, who was a Star Trek actor who played in that, mm. um, um, that uh, the, the time travel episode from the first season. Steve McQueen. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> the one where they go back to 1968 or something like that and uh, have to stop a moon, a, a person who accidentally lands on the Enterprise. He Sir Patrick away. Stewart. No, I wish. I can't remember the guy's Why name. Why do you wish Sir Patrick yeah, Stewart died? Yeah, that's, that's just... <laughs> what the fuck? I did not. <laughs> Actually, sure. You know what? Why, why the heck not? I did. <laughs> oh, my you know, goodness. You know what? I saw Logan and I was just like, okay, it's time to put him down. <laughs> there's, no, there's no limit to the amount of bodies Zach is willing to sacrifice to bring back Jack Benny. <laughs> Oh, mercy. Alan Rickman died? Good. One more for the fire. Yeah. Where's that volcano? Over you go. Oh, oh, that's a lie. I love Alan Rickman. But anyway, yeah, that's it. Unless you're interested in a live-action Rugrats movie, which sounds disturbing as all fuck. Nope. But, okay, good. Well, you're well, getting it anyway, so. Nickelodeon already told you you're going to get it. They just announced it okay, today. Okay, okay. I would be down if, 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 and this is a horrible nightmare scenario. If all of the characters in the live action film are played by like full adults, so like mm-hmm. like Seth Green plays Chucky, 
But then they CG them down into babies, so it's like Seth Green's baby, babyized head on a baby's body running around. Like then I, so like that's what I want. I want like a human, real head on a CG baby body, but then the head they've like taken all the hair off of it <laughs> to make it look like some kind of little baby. I Sounds think David like Lynch should direct it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and then one of the babies is the Eraserhead baby. Yeah, I just want Ooh, David... Then I'll see it. David Lynch's Rugrats. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. I would... Top dollar. Let's go. Uh, that man is a no-talent ass clown. Yeah. Uh, actually, he's just a hack. He has plenty of talent. I love... I, I, you know, I was, I've been re-watching Twin Peaks this week, and I like that show. You know what's so. really good? The straight the, story. Yeah. Yeah, straight yeah. story is Straight story is good, but, oh. you know, it... it He's also made other great films that are more visually like visceral and interesting too. So, Blue but his Velvet. best film is the Straight Story. <laughs> no, the Elephant Man. <laughs> but his Elephant best Man. film is the Straight Story. Uh, excuse me, I am not an animal. <laughs> uh, anyway, anything else I missed, Brad? No. All right, cool. Uh, Blu-rays, sure. DVD releases the Blu-rays. <laughs> Rampage is out on 4K this week. How, how uh, coincidental. I know. So yeah. literally, literally, The Rock's last movie comes out the week that The Rock's next movie comes out. Thus directly conflicting with itself. Yeah, this, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is how you become the richest man on the planet. Uh, so, yeah, you can check that out if you want to watch A Monkey Fight a Lizard Fight a Wolf. Mm-hmm. Which you should. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it, fine. No, yeah. I mean, don't buy it, it but it, you can rent it. It was a fine placeholder <laughs> until I got to saw in, in, in see Infinity War, so. Yeah. Um, because that movie has a wolf fight. Never mind. No. Uh, <laughs> Isle of Dogs, speaking of dogs, Yay. is out this week on Blu-ray. I'm going to wait for the Criterion I was in five years. Say, yeah. <laughs> I was literally just going to say, Brad, are you buying it or are you waiting for the Criterion? I'm not going to wait. Because okay. they, they haven't done Grand Budapest on Criterion yet, and it's been like... Four years. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. They might not have a continuing Wes Anderson contract on that. Oh, well, they're man. well, they're too busy putting out uh, Princess Bride. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, they're gonna put out the Princess Bride. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Inconceivable, right? But it happened. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it, but like as soon as you made that joke on Facebook, I was like, yeah, you and everyone else in that thread that announced that. Coming out. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was at work. I didn't even see the thread. So <laughs> want a peanut? Uh, Super Troopers two. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, got, yeah, some, got yeah. some co-producers out here in Colorado who helped make that happen. Yeah, at uh, Sex Bot Comedy. Yeah, Andy Jewett and um, Kayvon. Kayvon, yeah. yeah. So Kayvon's running for mayor of Denver too. Right? I know. Yeah, he's. This is not the first time. I hope he gets it done this time. Yeah. How, but he has how, to be on the show to promote it, so let's not give any for him. <laughs> how did they? How did they not replace the R in Troopers with the two to make it Super True Troopers to Troopers? Because they saw Fan Forstick and realized that wouldn't work for their oh, marketing. Man. I'm just saying they could have. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's on Blu-ray this week. Uh, so you can pick that up. It's also on a two-pack. You can get the first film. That would be a great way for me to do that. If you like. Uh, I Feel Pretty is out this week. Which Henry said wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, Brooke saw it. She said it was good. Uh, which means I will probably own it at some point, And then I will tell you whether or not it is palatable. Okay. Um, Truth or Dare. Uh, is out this week with an unrated director's cut. Man, you remember when horror movies would do unrated cuts? Gosh, I feel like I haven't seen that in forever. Blumhouse, Blumhouse bringing it back, baby. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, so if you want to see people with creepy faces CG'd onto them, I don't know what that has to do with Truth or Dare, uh, <laughs> but they all have like 
Henry Cavill's chin, actually. I, I didn't do that on purpose, but it is true. They all have Henry Cavill's smiling chin CG'd onto their faces. We laugh, but I, I saw the trailer. It looked it looked interesting enough that I'd at least check it out. But, yeah. I mean, I, I also read the reviews, so, you know, whatever. Uh, there's a Rachel Weiss and Rachel McAdams movie called Disobedience out this week on Blu-ray. Oh, that's supposed to be really good. Uh, yeah, it is It is certified fa- fresh. If you buy it, you get a certified certified fresh sticker. On your Blu-ray? I want it to be certified. <laughs> certified green tomatoes. Oh, there we go. Now that's a great nice. movie. Man. <laughs> well, it'd, be, it'd be awesome, you know? A little Jessica Tandy action. Oh, mm. oh she's the best. <laughs> In an older episode, we figured out that you could uh, sell cocaine with Jessica Tandy's face on it and call her uh, Jessica Tandy's nose candy. Ooh, <laughs> nice. It was one of Brad's best jokes ever. Right? The but, worst but, part uh, of that movie the, is if, if anyone... driving Miss Daisy? <laughs> <laughs> If my wife ever came to me and was like, hey, I want to have Jessica Tandy live in our house, I would be like, yes, absolutely. But then the first thing out of your mouth should be, but she's dead, honey. (laughs) Well, I don't care. All the cocaine bottles have an asterisk with batteries not included. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of the ones I've been waiting for is uh, You Were Never Really Here, which is the Joaquin Phoenix movie where he hurts people. Yeah, directed um, by Lynn Ramsey. Yeah, I actually want to see that. So. I, I want to get it, but like I heard the Blu-ray has nothing in the way of special features on it, which sucks. So. You know what it does have, though? A movie I haven't seen yet. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, there's a Polly Patton, mo- Paula Patton movie called Traffic, but not that traffic. This one doesn't have a C in it, so it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe check that out, but that's new. Uh, and then season three of The Expanse, which I believe is... The last season of The Expanse, at least for sci-fi, maybe it's yeah. going to come back? I don't know. Um, People seem to like it. The yeah. inter- or the internet seems to love it. Yeah. Uh, the Quick and the Dead is getting a 4K re-release, so I'm sure that if Ryan were here, he would tell us that he has already pre-ordered it, since that's a Sam Raimi Western joint. I like Sam Raimi. I yeah. like Western. That's why I pre-ordered it. <laughs> uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape is getting a Criterion Blu-ray release, Ooh. so you can check that out. Which Soder- I, Soderbergh's that, Breakout. That has to have already had a Criterion, like... DVD or VHS. I can't. Right? Re- I Sorry, can't. I, uh, sex lies and videotape. I can't remember. I remember like DVD version, maybe. Yeah, it, probably mm. DVD. If anything else, I'm sure it did. I um, mean, if The Rock had one, then Sex Lies and Videotape. Soderbergh's been in collusion with Criterion for years. Yeah. So, uh, do 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 Then getting into the good stuff. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is getting a 4K release this week. But not, not the, the good one. Not the one I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just that first Michael Bay movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brad, Brad, they hate you. They're Brad, trolling you. <laughs> Brad, are you, are you getting that thing on 4K? Mm, probably not. Okay. Yeah. That's totally fair. Uh, and then, of course, the big release is Terminator 2 Judgment Day on 4K. Uh, you can get it with a with giant metal arm. arm. Yeah. Uh, which is actually really sweet. I hope it's one of them has cool. the actual technology <laughs> in it. Yeah, one, one, only one chip. Why yeah. do you hope for our destruction? Seriously. Because I'm sad. Because <laughs> if, if enough humans die, he can use their blood to bring back Jack <laughs> Benny. <from the dead>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, getting into the dirt. Uh, this week from Arrow, The Case of the Scorpion's Tail, uh, which has a really cool, trippy, like, 70s cover with... Uh, a giant scorpion and a lady and a boat and a dude with a jacket. All the things I want in a movie, all yeah. on one cover. Uh, so maybe check out the case of the scorpion's tail. That's just a, it's a pretty cool title. Nice. Like, I've never heard of this film, but okay. I never have either. Uh, there is an imprint called Massacre Video 
that this week is releasing <laughs> Enter the Devil on Blu-ray, <laughs> uh, which looks like it, the cover is drawn in crayon. It's directed by Frank Q. Dobbs. Uh, it's too late for an exorcism. Uh, I would imagine this movie was probably made in the wake of The Exorcist, and this was like their, you know, oh man, we're going to make a horror movie where the devil's already here. He's already entered. Uh, so you can check that out. It's not a great cover. Is uh, exorcism spelled with triple X? No. <laughs> no, no. That's, what, that's a visual I got when they would have entered spent, the devil. They would have spent more money drawing the cover with big boobs on it. Okay, they probably use markers. This one, yeah, this one's just like there's a de- there's a devil in the fo- in the far you know uh, uh, in the background and he's walking up with a knife and there's a dude on the ground like ah. I tripped. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Oh no! I got oh, the wind no. knocked out of me, short, so I can't scream. A short curb. Uh, oh, I already called, closed it, Brad. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's uh, pretty cool though. And then the very last one is an actually <laughs> awesome cover. Uh, this one from Arrow is Doom Asylum. Mm. Uh, this is a, catchy title. This is a like dude who looks like he has been half boiled alive, and all his skin is falling off, but his hair is impeccable. Impeccable. So the feel-good movie of the year. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's clearly trapped some uh, bespectacled teen in his in his creepy murder basement, uh, and he has attached a circular saw blade to his drill uh, and is using it to show them their face in a mirror. So anyway, a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's definitely a Christmas <laughs> film. Yeah. Uh, it's the feel-good I'm film of Christmas. Me these holidays uh, up, am I? Okay. No. <laughs> Santa's back and he's pissed off. The, the tagline is slashing with a snicker, slaughter with a smirk. Uh, so it's definitely a comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> David Cross is the, be- the lead, right? <laughs> uh, a demented coroner uses autopsy equipment to kill off the teenagers who trespass on the long-abandoned asylum he inhabits. Oh, shoot, I, I was right. It's David Cross, his, his role from Men in Black. He's going to start murdering kids. He, he's the kid with the glasses on there. I think his, his, problem, his problem is that he's running a coroner's office out of an abandoned asylum. Um, oh, it was, oh, good news, everyone. It was filmed on location in an actual abandoned asylum. That's oh, that great. sounds healthy. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Doom <laughs> Asylum. Uh, and then I, I have to bring this one up. This one is actually from a couple weeks ago. Maya the B3. <laughs> uh, but this is a release yeah, from, a, from just a couple weeks ago, which means you can get it right now on Amazon for $34.95. Mm-hmm. This is a limited edition. They are only making 1,000 copies of this film. Okay. There's a movie out there called House Shark. Oh, yeah, we oh, talked about we this. Talk you guys talk about House oh, Shark? Yeah. Oh, okay, we, did you watch the trailer for House Shark? Yeah, that's how I got to the trailer for Sky Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> this was Shark Week, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh man. It's, it's the Shark Cinematic Universe, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a toilet fin circling around the toilet, and everyone's scared. Yeah, I was super disappointed. <laughs> Which is really terrible that, like, I went to watch the trailer for House Shark, and I was like, oh, man, this movie looks too shitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Instead of Kevin Feige, they have Finn McGill. <laughs> yeah, it's like it is. It, it, it's shot for like fifteen dollars and a hamburger sandwich. Yeah, a bunch like, of friends put together. The fins, yeah, you know, construction paper cut out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot of like, hey, I got my neighbors to come over, get covered in blood and scream. I just want someone to make Land Shark the movie, and that's all I want. <laughs> this is pretty close. The cover actually looks like all the budget went into the poster. Um, 
And none of it is in the film. They okay. know marketing. Oh, no. <laughs> but they it's know. a limited release. Yeah, I... I, I it looks pretty cool. It yeah. actually looks like it should be like Tornado it's nice, Shark. Yeah, it's a nice little Photoshop. Um, yeah. No, or don't you mean a Sharknado? No, no. No, no, no. No, no. I don't. <laughs> this is a Tornado Shark. It's different. Shark Hurricane Heist. God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. What if in that scene I need somebody to go take the scene from the beginning of of Hurricane Heist where the giant skull comes out of the cloud to it? and just make it a giant shark cloud? That would be awesome. <laughs> Holy shit, I need that so bad. The, whatever visual effects we'd put into it would probably be on par with the Hurricane Heist. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the best part of that movie is still when Maggie Grace kicks that door closed. It was awesome. She's amazing. She needs to be in real movies. I mean, better movies. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's Blu-rays. Did I miss anything, Brad? For Blu-rays? Not that I know of. Okay, good. Uh, hey, Brad. What's been going on around town? Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. Oh, you're not going to try and make up a song, too? Okay. No, I know. I figured I've been gone for six weeks. Somebody has finally figured out what the tune is. Should I make one up? Uh, yeah, because we don't have one. But uh... I'm Brandon. I'm going around town. I go to movies. I go to drive-ins. I go to places. And I... Well, there's a... Oh, there's a shark fan. See, I made it rhyme. That was Joe pathetic. Tally. Hey. <laughs> Shut up, Alan Rickman. <laughs> uh, all right. Brad, let's go <laughs> Alan Rickman would have been wonderful on American Idol. <laughs> no, really. What's going on? I'm just leaving space for the bumper. I, you just said there was no bumper. <laughs> there is a bumper, but Ryan always makes up his own song anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lying to me. And you did better than he did. Yeah. Last two weeks, so. Thank you. This week at the Esquire Midnight... Uh, coincidentally enough, is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, shit. Ooh. July 20th and 21st, so I'll be going to that. What a lovely nice. day. Yeah, man. Um, and then the following week, uh, July 27th, is The Room again, and Saturday, July 28th, is the Rocky Horror Picture Show, so that's a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll talk about uh, August 3rd and 4th, the following week, is Ghost in the Shell. With Scarlett Johansson? Nope. I'm out! The original animated <laughs> in Japanese with English subtitles. Okay, cool. So... That's pretty cool. And then the drive-in still has um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, The Incredibles, and Ocean's 8. But I think it'll change on Friday, so we'll see. That's that's not a bad lineup. Yeah, that's I saw it. It was fun. All three showings are going to be Mamma Mia 2, aren't they? <laughs> that would be a tremendous waste of money. <laughs> Incredibly unprofitable for them. When I, I, when I was there uh, this week, they were talking about how like them having... like. Uh, Infinity War and Black Panther and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasps, like, Disney has saved their season. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Man. Because they also cool. had to replace a bulb, and I guess those bulbs cost, like, $3,000, so. Oh, shit. Yeah. My goodness. So. They should uh, they should go to LED. Or a small campfire. <laughs> they should just get everyone to uh, not even watch the movie, just gather in a circle just, and yeah. reenact the movie. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. No. As best they think it is. Have a salty sea captain. Gather them around the fire and tell them the story as a fog brews in the night. He starts the conversation by dragging his fingernails across the chalkboard. Yeah, pretty much. I just want a combination of Jaws and the fog to happen in real life at once. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, this Thursday, EFP is back. Cool. So, And I'm actually screening something. So oh, five nice. bucks, come to the Bug Theater, 8 p.m. 
check that out. It's not the only thing showing. Uh, there's uh, plenty of other emerging filmmakers screening their stuff. So Very cool. if you're like, oh, I don't want to see Brad's thing, uh, <laughs> you have like seven other choices. That's what I say you, every day to myself. If you're like that, go fuck yourself. <laughs> My folks say, good morning, Zach. Good morning. I don't want to see any of Brad's things. What's for breakfast? <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, Wednesday, the Alamo has basketball as a movie party, so Ooh. there'll be like uh, Lazy Boy volleyballs. They're passing out and stuff like that. And, um, and since this is our show, I'm going to just uh, throw out a little advertising uh, for July 28th, Saturday, from 11 to 2 p.m. back at the drive-in. Come help me make uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme music video. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. um, we need extras to dance around a van <gasps> on their property. Do they have to be attractive? Uh, they can be anybody. I'm you don't in. even have to be a dancer. All right, I'm in. You just have to be a body that's moving. Ooh. And enthusiastic Ooh. and reliable. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and you'll be in the video. Oh, you lost me at the end. <laughs> Shut up. You weren't coming anyway. <laughs> you sounded like yeah, Robert. Well, because every morning I wake I up and go. I could Matthew McConaughey show up. You used to be like, eh, I don't know. I, every morning I wake up and I go, I don't want to be in any of Brad's things. <laughs> <laughs> hey James, I'm going to do Real Nerd Season 2 uh, Can you recast me? Uh, can I get hit by a car? <laughs> can you kill my character in the first episode? Luke yeah. Perry replaces you in the role of James yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool So yeah, that's a thing Sounds good and That's what's going on around town Sweet Alright, well this is what we've been watching, right? Alright, let's go into what we've been watching That's the segment so, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. All right, I've been gone for a really long time, so I won't go first. Uh, hey, what? you guys are the guests. Uh, why don't you go first? Is there anything recently you have seen that you liked, that you enjoyed? Dan? Um, let's see here. Well, uh, are we talking about... Uh, anything uh, other than Hotel Transylvania, okay, which you okay. will review later? Uh, well, uh, before... Yeah, What's Ant that? Ant-Man was good. Oh yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, yeah, we enjoyed that. That was mm-hmm. that was pretty fun. That was yeah. that kind of feels like the the family <laughs> films of the Marvel universe, where you can t- take kids. And unfortunately, some people do take their six month old <laughs> infant into oh. those movies. Oh. Uh, clearly, we're not you know uh, going to the Alamo Draft House. Uh, you know. There's your problem. No. Infants <laughs> are big fans of Michael Pena. I don't know why. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, so cute and cuddly. And I know. Like. I he, they relate to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you squeeze him, he, he squeaks back. And, you know. I don't blame him. I love Michael Pena, too. Yeah. <laughs> children, yeah. children do tend to love ants. They're big fans of ants. Yeah. Well, like when teddy bears, and then right underneath that is ants. <laughs> yeah, when they're large like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. yeah they're they're oh, just man. cute, cuddly teddy bears with pinchers. Yeah. Oh, they play drums. Does Ant-Man have a villain that's just the sun in a magnifying glass? Oh, shit. Has anyone done that? Copyright on this podcast. No, it's just a, yeah. it's just a, uh, it's it's basically Sid. It's like a nine year old kid with a, with a magnifying glass. That's story. Just, just wait, yeah. Stan Lee's gonna email us, going like, "Hold up there, Spider Friend, that's my copyright." Like, Six years, we never thought of that. Oh. Shut up, Brad. I don't like you. You just he have stole. to, re- yeah. You just have to remind Stan Lee that he shares, you know, creator rights with a lot of other people now. Yeah. No, please. I no, I took. I was the creator behind everything. Jack Kirby was my slave. Please yeah. read. This cease and desist, true believer. Did you draw those things? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's he's old. He's just let him be. <laughs> uh, I, I reading his whole saga of what he's been going through lately is making me terribly depressed. So yeah, yeah that is pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Anything else? Uh, I don't know. We've been taking in quite a bit. What, what did we watch last night? We had. Uh, 
Pacific Rim Uprising mm-hmm. playing. What How was that? Yeah, what do you think? Obviously, if you had it playing, I don't know if you were paying it. <laughs> it, was, it was all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just kind of... Yeah. yeah. It was just kind of like, you know... I like kaiju. But yeah. Right. Was, okay. It's, it's like kaiju, the string you know, cheese of uh, kaiju movies. <laughs> yeah. Just, just go ahead and say it. It's all Scott Eastwood's fault. You think, all right, where, where, what would I do? You know, what would be my strategy? So it's a, it's yeah. a delicious yeah. snack in bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just like, yeah. That was nice. I don't. We're fine. On to the next thing. <laughs> next thing was sleep. It's well, fine. we had to watch it because we're doing a comic on a kaiju bunny. So oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're we're kind of yeah. That's our education. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. we're gonna have to watch Big Man Japan. Watch move. Um, oh, yeah. what is Big Big Man Japan? Oh, um, so that uh, you know, Brad, you were shaking your head. You, you I, looked like you it was. That? I, I saw it uh, like the poster was at the Esquire, the Shea Artista one point. Mm-hmm. And I meant to see it. I never got around to it. And... Oh, yeah, it's it's fantastic and just bonkers. Um, it, it, yeah, I've seen it a couple times, and I don't know. It, it it's Japanese, so it's you know subtitling, and I can't keep up with the subtitling. So, <laughs> so I have just, no idea what this movie is yeah, about. For letters. Yeah, it's just absolutely. <laughs> cool as hell but awesome. uh, I, I saw it like five four or five years ago and uh yeah just yeah it's the sumo wrestler that you know grows really big and and becomes this kaiju and and uh and all the the monsters have all kinds of you know like um they they exemplify different uh human traits you usually like anxiety and depression and oh. all these fun things and yeah, and you know this, this sumo kaiju guy has to sit there and figure out things, and oh, it's it's so cool. Um, a lot of my friends that have seen it, they hate absolutely hate the ending. I love the ending, but but I can't tell you anything more because sure. you really do have to see this. So it's a, it sounds like it's like it's it's inside out, but with kaiju and a sumo wrestler. Yeah, it's just it's just that's pretty great. Gonzo, weird Fantastic. stuff. Very right good. On. Big Man Japan, right? Big Man Japan. Okay, right on. I'm going to yeah. look that up. Awesome. Elise, do you have anything else? Or do you guys... Mm-hmm. Everything? All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> watch everything together. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Uh, Zach, what have you been watching? Um, uh, a couple different things. Um, I uh, uh, watched uh, Ken Burns America, which is kind of like, mm. a, like a multi-series thing. Like That radio documentary he did is part of it, but there's also ones on... He, there's an hour and a half one on Congress and how it's supposed to work. Um, I feel like a lot of people should just watch that nowadays. That's pretty good yeah. phrasing there. Yeah. That's a, it's not about how it's supposed to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one on the Statue of Liberty, was which, which was pretty interestingly shot, and just as much as that, they, they talk about the history of the building of the statue, but then they also try to talk about what the statue is supposed to mean through the eyes of different people. And they actually interviewed the guy who was the subject of I Am Not Your Negro, which was pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, and then did, have, did you hear that thing about that dude who sued the post office about the Statue of Liberty? So the, the no. post office sold a stamp with the Statue of Liberty on it. Yeah. And this dude sued them because they accidentally used the Statue of Liberty from Las Vegas, from New York, New York, yeah. which is a characterization and visibly different. And they didn't realize what they were doing. Uh. And they thought like, well, it's the Statue of Liberty. It's fine. And he totally won uh, his case against the post office because it is a different piece of art. Well, good for him. Yeah. You know, he's smarter I than I am, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess he sued them like four years ago, but he just won in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Um, right on. Um, <laughs> I have no, I have no, sorry, you know, derailed. You, you know what? No, <laughs> yeah. if if you can figure out a way to comfortably like live, I guess, then go for it. Um, uh, I've been rewatching the critic. Um, oh yeah, uh, the John Lovitz TV show from Al Jean and Mike Reese, um, which was a two season show back in the nineties. Um, 
John Lovitz plays a film critic, um, and he gets into hilarious hijinks. I love that fucking show. I, I will say, like, some of the stories, like, hold up significantly well compared to some even Simpsons episodes. Mm. Some of the jokes, however, have dated significantly, obviously, because they're referencing, like, very heavily into the 90s. The film parodies still hold up, but, like, they make, like, Michael Dukakis jokes and stuff like that and make jokes about Dan Quayle, which are funny to to me. One of the funniest (laughs) ones, actually, is um, Eleanor Sherman, uh, the, the mother of the John Lovitz character, is supposed to speak to the press about her missing son, uh, played by John Lovitz, and she, uh, like, th- he, she's compelled to speak, like, through her heart in order to save her son. And then she just turns to the microphones and goes, I think you me- media people are such a disgrace. What you did to poor Dan Quayle is terrible. You're a bunch of jackals. I hate you all. <laughs> and then she just gets off the stage. Um, and then his father gets up and goes, if I could be a vegetable, I'd be a carrot. <laughs> I love that father, too. He has a great uh, – he's, he's just some great lines. There's a great, like, there's a great episode – where um, this Ted Turner type boss that uh, Jay Sherman works for is trying to run for president, and so he also tries to get his uh, Jay's father to run for governor. And his opening statement is, "As the first black female head of the Ku Klux Klan, I'd like to say America stinks." <laughs> it's the most nonsensical, funny ass line I've ever like heard in my life. Um, but uh, no, like the show holds up. Uh, Judd Apatow actually wrote a first, a couple first season episodes. Oh wow! So um, it's interesting to see his writing and how it's evolved since then. Yeah. Now, granted, they're in a writer's room, but sure. um, uh, and they also have some great um, movie parodies like Edward Plunger Hands, and it's just Edward Plunger Hands <laughs> plunging out of toilet and going, "Please shoot me." It's <laughs> yeah. also a Robo Clapper, yeah, okay. Robo Cop, but he's a stop scumbag. You're under a. Rest, please don't do that. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite ones still is uh, they make fun of the Orson Welles commercials, and they have him with a bottle of wine, going a rich, full-bodied wine, sensibly, sensibly priced at a dollar a jug. And now, for a little magic, I will make this jug disappear. <laughs> rosebud, yes, rosebud, frozen peas, full of country goodness and green penis. Wait, that's terrible. I quit. <laughs> Just a handful for the road. <laughs> Oh, yes, they're even better raw. Um, but, yeah, so The Critic, um, it, the DVD's um, still out there from Sony, so uh, if you want to check out this little gem from the 90s, go ahead and do that. Um, and then um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about Hereditary now because um, oh, sure. Skyscraper should be the main review. Sure. Um, so Hereditary is the film by Ari Aster. Um, it's uh, A24's new horror gem. Um, this movie's really good. Like, really, really good. Like, it, like, it's a slow burn film, so you gotta, like, be prepared. Like, it, it does not move at an ex- at, like, a rapid pace. Um, you sit in a lot of uncomfortable moments in that film. Mm-hmm. The majority of it is about building tension and making you feel very uncomfortable throughout the entire proceedings. Uh, the, the story, I guess, without spoiling it, is it's about a family's descent. Um, into darkness after um, a, a reclusive member of their family passes away. Hmm. And there are things about the family's history that come to haunt them. And it's really hard for me to describe it because like, the, the, it's almost seems like after the first 10 minutes, the entire movie is a spoiler because it is like, it is an experience. You got to go see Tony Collette is amazing in this film. Like she's, she's, she's giving a very like, 
horror specific performance like she's she, she it seems at first like she's overdoing it but then you realize like no this is exactly how you film grief like immediate grief mm-hmm. because like it's not just the first death in the film that um first death yeah well it's a horror film um like there's something that happens about 30 minutes into the film that that projects it it sends it on a trajectory to even darker shit yeah um it's beautifully shot uh gabriel burns really good too as the husband um uh, which it was great i was just like oh miller's crossing (laughs) and then um and uh there's actually like the the horror stuff in the film doesn't really happen until the last 30 minutes um but when it does it's actually amazing and i always like it in a horror film when people are reacting to stuff that's going on in the screen and hereditary the screening that i went to wasn't that full because it's long past its release date but there were enough people in there and much like when i saw get out last year people were invested in the story and in what was going on on the screen and there are things that happened in the horror segments that i could hear uncomfortable laughter which at first i thought was disrespectful but then i realized like oh no they're thinking what i'm thinking which is this is creepy as fuck um so if i could just if i could describe it in any other way to sell it I know you and Ryan are not a big fan of watching anything Polanski related because of who he is. Well, sure. um, but imagine Rosemary's Baby, but you don't have the baggage of the director. That's kind of what you get here. Mm. So, okay, so pitch it to me as a guy who doesn't like traditional horror movies. What kind of horror movie is this? This is a uh, uh, this is a suspenseful drama built on the grief and loss of a human being. Okay, will I like mm. it? I think you will, okay. um, but. I will also say that you might think it's boring. I don't know. I'm <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That's but my. Fear. I'm not. I'm that, not going to come out of it and be like, "Oh, okay, this is a slasher. Like, you know, exploitative wants to scare me." Movie. No, 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 no. Like, no. It is no, really it's really a character-focused film. It's a very thoughtful film. Like, right. almost like okay, inc- incredibly way too thoughtful at times. Great. Um, but uh, it's if it wasn't for the fact that Ryan really liked the black coat's daughter, I would say he'd love this film, uh, or that he wouldn't like this film because, like, oh. it it's it's. It's the films that I imagine that he's not that he usually rails against. Sure, but I I trust Ryan enough to at least watch it and like and I think he might yeah, like yeah. it. I, I keep think going on and on in my head. I can't wait to talk. It's to one him of those weird it. ones where like you kind of it's it's hard to pinpoint whether or not it's because it's not just Die Hard on a crane. Like it's not <laughs> the same thing again. Where it's easy to tell somebody whether or not you're going to enjoy it. You know what? More movie. You know what? Narrow frame of reference. Yeah. You know, like it it lives in a space somewhere, somewhere near it follows and Neon Demon, where you're kind of like, I don't know. You check this shit out. Hereditary is more intelligent than the Neon Demon, but whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. You well, fight? Okay, it probably is. That, that movie, I, is, and, and this is that movie from, is definitely and, style over substance. And, and this is a guy who actually enjoyed The Neon Demon, even yeah. though I would never watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but The Neon Demon, not a movie about grief. Yeah. Movie and, about and fucking vampires. <laughs> yeah. Well, Elise went and saw it, too, I think. Right? Oh, did you? It's actually, oh, actually cool. one of the scariest movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It scared the crap out of me. The, the, oh, wow. The, there's, yeah. a, there's a shot, and I'll try to use it in code. When... when Tony Collette's doing her thing up in the air. It creeped uh-huh. me the heck out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I, there's a plane the in the movie. Yeah, that's the scene where I was like, I should not have gone to see this by myself because he was going out and he was doing something and I wanted to go yeah. see a movie. This is a couple of weeks ago, though. So yeah. I think about it. And also, I, like, the, I should well, not have seen this by myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's pretty rare. It definitely left because I had to see Scry- Skyscraper right after it. And like Skyscraper was like, the viewing experience was different because in the back of my head, I was just like, Hereditary made me think about a lot of things. <laughs> um, also, it's beautifully like it's interestingly shot because the 
Tony Collette's character utilizes miniatures in her life, like that's her art. Mm-hmm. Um, like she does museum piece like mm-hmm. miniatures, and um, like they use the miniatures as a like a, a, a narrative a narrative visual device for certain things that happen throughout the film. So they kind of play with it in the cinematography to their advantage. So it kind of like it doesn't like it doesn't play to like art house rules sometimes because it kind of break it breaks this weird third and a half wall I want to call it where. You're aware that there's a set where they're standing, but it's also really beautiful and it serves the story. So, um, but yeah, and then I'm gonna kind of link it to Brad because Brad and I saw um, Three Identical Strangers, the documentary from uh, uh, CNN Films about uh, the three uh, the, the the triplets separated at birth. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, how was that? Uh, do you want me to go first or? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, I loved it. Um, I think like it, it's been a good year to watch some documentaries in the theater, and this is definitely like uh, "Won't You Be My Neighbor" is a really good, thoughtful piece on a great man. Mm-hmm. But Three Identical Strangers" is the kind of documentary I like to watch because it, it it brings me to the attention of something I never knew existed, and then also kind of plays 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 tricks on me emotionally to get me invested in the story at heart. It's very hard to talk about this film without spoiling it, and there, there are a bunch of spoilers throughout this entire film because you, unless you research the case on your own, but which is why I'm going to spoil it. Oh, you are going to spoil it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so I, one of the triplets <laughs> kills the other ones. <laughs> um, I will not be um, responsible for that. So I will just say that the twists and turns that happen with it are surprising, and the documentary to me, like, it's amazing how heartfelt and heartbreaking it can be. Um, and it asks a very tough question uh, by the end of it, um, which I think you have the answer already in your head, but you also have to th- – you're also thinking about just, like, the ramifications of the question and the answer. Is one of the triplets the jinx? <laughs> no. Okay. That would be an interesting twist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want three Robert Durst. <laughs> Brad, how did you like it? Uh, yeah, uh, the things I'm going to talk about is probably my favorite of the week. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's a good mystery, and um, you know the trailer pretty much leaves out the second half of the movie. Yeah. Um, it does not go where I was expecting, and um, you know, early on, as you see the different interviews, I kind of suspected like, hmm somebody's missing from this oh, <laughs> yeah, testimonials. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like another great mystery uh, that you have to uh, go along with. And it, hmm. it goes to interesting places I just didn't expect. And so um, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Uh, much like going clear, one of the heroes of the film, quote unquote, is Lawrence Wright, the author of uh, the book going clear. Huh. Cause I guess he was uh, in, uh, he, he, he plays a key role in figuring out certain things regarding the triplets history. Is it something you would? This is weird to ask. I don't. Is it's, it something it, to see in theaters, or or could you rent it? I think you could rent it. However, I think it's cool to watch in the theater because if you watch it with a community, you're kind of sharing sure. in the experience of being yeah. surprised with this story yeah. as well. Yeah. Like watching the like watching the big like news prompter during a Godzilla attack. You're sharing in the right. emotion with everyone around you. It's similar to that. I will say though, like. Even if you're just sitting at home, it's like I, I kind of equate it to when I saw the Slender Man documentary on HBO where I'm like, I knew nothing about this. It kept surprising me at every turn. Yeah. So um, or the jinx even. So um, but it, I mean, like I'm 
I'm a proponent. Go see documentaries in theaters because that's a, a criminally underrepresented art form in the theaters. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really good. Very cool. Very uh, cool. So uh, the other movie I got to watch this week was Sorry to Bother You. Ooh. Oh yeah! Wow. Um, which look at you being topical and edgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought the trailer looked uh, interesting and amusing. Um, it's a uh, I don't know. The, the, I thought the audience in the theater was having more fun with it than I was. Mm. Um, it is pretty weird in a lot of places, but it's really creative at the same time, uh, while also tackling a lot of social issues that I think went over my head sure. a little bit. Uh, and then there's like an addition, like there's something that's not in the trailers that's completely bonkers and off the wall that I wasn't prepared for, and it's it's like <laughs> like wow. Um, so that's part of this movie. Okay. How would you like? What would you say the movie is? Like what's it? It's a social commentary, but it's it's done in a creative and like humor okay. uh, filled way. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's it's very surreal, I guess. Also, I should say that. Okay. Like it's an abstract in, you know, uh, in the trailer they show these telemarketers and like instead of just showing like a split screen or cutting different shots, like they just drop the guy on the table and they're in the same room doing the telemarketing exchange and stuff, and so it's. A lot of stuff like that. Okay. Um, the main character, you know, he his first day on the job, he puts like I think, a, I think it was a photo of his dad, and they used to work on cars together or something. Um, and then throughout the movie, he'll look back at it, and the photo has changed. Like his dad's either like happy or sad, depending on what he's doing. Oh. Um, so there's just kind of stuff like that throughout. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. I, I think you should check it out, but okay. I, I, you know, it's kind of up in the air if if I can recommend it to anyone. Like mm. I just don't. It's just so its own thing. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of whether or not you're going to meet that halfway, right? Yeah, like I can't say, oh, like, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll like it. You know, like, I don't know. Right, it sounds like my kind of film, <laughs> bonkers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and then the last thing I watched, which was going to be more fun if Ryan was here, but uh, son of a bitch, because uh, he started watching Alf, and so I watched all four seasons of Alf. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> How many yeah. cats did you eat while watching? Wait a minute. <laughs> no. Fall on the sword there, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> How is it? Uh, it's a, it's pretty fun. Uh, it actually gets like funnier in the later seasons because uh, they're trying to figure out how to like you know do the show. I, I was reading the backstory of it and how um, the, the first season they're do- going through all these technical issues and they like in the first season they actually have someone in the outsuit suit running mm-hmm. around, um, but I guess that became cost prohibitive. I guess for that actor, so it's, it's just Paul with uh, I think Fusco is this. With just the hand puppet, and so, and then the whole set's raised uh, like a uh, two feet off the ground. So yeah. there's all this air works running around, and then like uh, the main, the dad in the show, I guess, just hated the whole concept, but he just did the work anyway. No. And at one point, like he attacked the puppet on set. <laughs> Supposedly, uh, I was a Shakespearean actor, you sack of shit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you're cutting off the circulation of my hand. <laughs> it's interesting, like I, given how like it's per- how much pop culture permeated. It was only around for four seasons. Yeah. Um, and I guess it was supposed to go on for like seven, but NBC just kind of abruptly canceled it. And then later on, we're like, oh, we probably should have had that for three more years. Yeah. Seven seasons in a movie, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they're working. They're trying to do a movie, but there's been tons of like, uh, um, like they did uh, the. The last episode is just kind of a cliffhanger because I think they thought they were going to go to season five. Mm. Um, so Alf gets, gets... So it's like Woody's roundup? <laughs> so the, the 
the alien task force shows up just as Alf's about to go back to his home planet. Sure. And it just ends there. And then I think in 1996, there was like a TV movie called Project Alf where they resolved that whole storyline. Hmm. Um, and I watched it back then, having not seen the TV series. I was like, where's the Tanner family? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. um, so it wasn't as fun. I, I, now Wait, I want to go back. Is it also called the Tanner family? Yeah, it's the Full House, like full right? Full House. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's they're also the Tanner family. Um and it's weird cuz I I swear in season 1 they talk about like their home is in Pennsylvania or Ohio cuz there's a there's a uh an episode where Alf really wants to go see snow. Um and so they're trying to like track down a Christmas tree at the last minute. But then for the rest of the season, I season 3 and 4, they specifically say they were like in California. So, I don't know, does it snow in northern California? I, uh, yeah. 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 It's anyway, um, it shows in certain parts of like the southern part, but like the upper southern part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, depends on the elevation. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's it's really corny and cheesy, um, hmm. and kind of you know safe humored stuff because it's you know NBC in the eighties. But <laughs> right. uh, one of the things that blew my mind is like again, this is big great if Ryan was here. Uh, there's a whole episode. Yeah, I get it. You wish I was not <laughs> that I was going with Ryan. Was here. Ryan. Like, Be a different I'll... face. Right. Yeah. Just do me a favor. Try on this hat and this shirt. Oh, and this skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the real reason Ryan's not here. In my backpack, I have a rolled up thing of skin. There's a reason why they're yeah. called the Tanner's family. <laughs> Brian, I'm getting a text from Idaho Police Station uh, or Idaho Springs Police. Laura keeps texting me looking for her husband. Kind of... <laughs> Kellen keeps saying, "Where's Daddy?" Yeah. Why can't we look in the refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're having a party and uh, Ted Raimi is in it. So oh, oh, great. Ryan being a Sam Raimi fan would, would have been. I don't know if he's gotten as far. That's in season four, I think. So Ryan was there yet. But then there's like a whole episode dedicated to the episode of the Dick Van Dyke show where, oh, wow. uh, you know, Rob and Laura are reminiscing about the time they had Richie. Yeah. Um, because the Tanner family was having a baby in that episode. So Alf is watching the Dick Van Dyke show in that episode what? to get pointers on how to deal with. The, them having a new kid. Aww. So I was like, wow. And I think the Dick Van Dyke show was a CBS show back in the day. Yeah. So I can't imagine the rights issues dealing with that because they even show like clips from the episode. Well, the 80s were a time of peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before the network wars. As part of my act as president, I will get the Berlin Wall torn down and CBS will give up Dick Van Dyke show clips at no extra charge. Yay. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Reagan, Reagan. <laughs> cool. So yeah, was it me? I guess it's on to you. All right. Uh, yeah. So, man, I will try to remember. Uh, I don't want to go over just the things that I rewatched. Only though, I will say I rewatched Jurassic Park in 4K, and it looks really good in you have 4K. 4K TV now. Uh, I did. Yeah, I bought a 4K TV when I moved out as like my hey. I want to go spend a bunch of money. So I will say... You spent a ton of money on a wedding, and then you're like, I got to spend more money. Well, I bought it before the wedding <laughs> happened. Uh, uh, the I got a bad feeling about this purchase. Gotcha. So, so what I did was I... Does I, Brooks know about it? I have, yes. <laughs> I bought it before we were married, so I didn't have to ask permission. Uh, I No, for the last like year, I have the Amazon card, and so you, you gain up points, right? So I was planning on just saving up the points to buy a 4K TV. Um, and then when it got time... They were like, ended up basically. My friend Rafe, who's been on the show, show before, convinced me. He was like, "Dude, like, 
the TCLs are really cheap and they're like really well rated. And there's like, you just go to Costco and get one of those. It's half the price of you, of going and getting the LG that you're talking about, which makes sense because if five years from now you get an OLED, like why are you wasting all this money now when like you might upgrade the TV again? So, um, does which, it have HDR? Yeah. Does it have Dolby vision? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so the only, yeah, I mean, it's just a cheaper TV, like, uh, and it's got like built-in Roku stuff, and like it's really cool. I like it a lot. So um, I bought that, and so now I can actually watch some of the 4K Blu-rays that I got. So I I upgraded my Jurassic Park after coming back from Hawaii because we're driving around Hawaii, and I keep being like, "Dude, holy shit, we are we are like in Jurassic Park." Like it re- every now and then, you look around and you're like, "That looks like that scene." And I was, I was like, I don't know, five miles south of where they filmed the the uh, the the Gallimima scene. Um, you know, because that's on Oahu, and then the 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 helicopter pad is also on Oahu or is on Maui. So like, but we didn't go there because you have to like it's like an hour hike to get back there. Then I didn't want to. While you were sitting there watching it, did Sam Neil run up to the window and go help, help? <laughs> um, so anyway, I watched that on 4K. It looks amazing. I will say, for the first time ever watching it on 4K, there's a couple moments where I go, oh look, like the raptor's feet kind of look like CG. Like, it's the first time I've been watching the movie and gone, like, I can sort of see the CG. Mm. Like, re- like, like really, like, see it breaking the way that, like... I mean, not really the way that Matrix Reloaded breaks, but, like, a f- tiny fraction of it, you know? Um, like, there's just little moments where, like, the raptor jumps up on a table, and you can kind of tell it's not quite on the table, you know? Spielberg um, doesn't want you to notice that. So, I know, he's, it, so he's going to hear this and he's going to say, take him out. <laughs> he's going to no, go back and like retouch up the whole movie. <laughs> James um, edition. <laughs> just to fix it. Put walkie-talkies um, in all their... Yes. Yeah. 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 Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly the, kitchen, the kitchen scene is all just giant walkie-talkies. <laughs> Stephen, why did you go and remake your classic film Jurassic Park? I heard this extreme and utter nerd and I just decided why not. <laughs> um, so that was good. I got a chance to finally see Coco. Um, Yay! Which was yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, like that movie is incredible Makes and you cry. great on a mm-hmm. big 4K TV. Oh, I'd imagine <laughs> with all those it damn lights. <laughs> Holy shit! That did you see the beautiful. feature on how they did all those fucking lights and shit? No, like, like for the bridge. I've played around with it. Yeah, oh, uh, it's it's a wormhole in and of itself, or a rabbit hole in and of itself. Yeah, man. Uh, that movie is incredible. I wish I'd seen it in theaters. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it just it's one of those times where I just kick myself and go like why don't I just trust that every Pixar movie is going to blow me away oh oh because of the good dinosaur that's why yeah. um, <laughs> and so uh, I also while we were in Hawaii uh, I got a chance for the first time in my life to see the movie Lilo and Stitch um, and that you had movie, a shitty childhood then man. that movie is charming yeah uh, it's adorable um, Oahu yeah, means family we had uh, yeah we had just I'd just never seen it so yeah. um, no, I, I think it, it came out at that time where, like, I was getting older, and so we weren't going to see, like, animated movies as much. Like, I wanted to go see Angelina Jolie in Tomb Raider, and I didn't, I didn't care about seeing Lilo and Stitch, and so I just never got around to seeing it. I feel um, so bad for you. You keep saying terrible things over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> um, but it is. It's, it's really charming and wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then I did this week get a chance to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. I almost said Ant-Man versus the Wasp. Um... <laughs> Which I will say was good, but probably one of the like more disappointing Marvel movies for me. Like mm. I sort of walked away going like, "Man, the plot is so thin that I was kind of like, ah, oh, like 
it felt like an episode of Star Trek where like when they would get to a point where and they even joke about it when they would get to a point where they need to explain what the hell was going on they just rambled nonsense garbage with the word quantum in there and like as, it was like yeah it was like it was like there's all these puzzle pieces but none of them make any sense and they're not even to the same puzzle we're just mm-hmm. like plug it in and it'll be fine um, I mean the movie's fun I, I enjoyed myself but I didn't walk out of it and be like oh man they just knocked it out of the park one more time like the one thing I will say, and it's kind of like you said, Dan, like, I, I, when it was over, I kind of wanted, like, man, I really want the Disney Fox thing to go through so that they get Fantastic Four, and sure. they should just give Fantastic Four to this guy, because this feels, like, tonally really close to what I would want a Fantastic Four movie to be. Like, it is, it is you know, almost a family film mm-hmm. um, in a very sort of 80s kind of feel. Yeah. Um, like, it's just lighthearted and fun and... The stakes are surprisingly never that high because even the villain is so kind of threadbare mm-hmm. and kind of not a villain yeah. that like there's not there's not a lot at stake. Yeah, there's you know? not really a, a real villain <laughs> yeah. in the whole thing. Yeah, like like Ghost is a Ghost is bad, but you also root for her in the end. Like you mm-hmm. want you want her to turn it around. Like she's not. Yeah. She is not the Black Panther killmonger villain. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, um, I think the and, the, uh, the issue, like, because I still think people should see it. Oh, I do but, too. Like, uh, but, I think it's fun. But like, I as I think more on it, it's just like you know what, like, any expectation you had for Ant Man and the Wasp would have been trumped by the thing that it was released two months ago anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of just like even if it's not the best Marvel movie, it's still a nice reprieve from. The downer ending of Infinity War, so... Yeah. Um, I think there's... Emotionally, there's some stuff kind of like... Like, it just lacks a few punches. Even in the very, the very first scene, like, when, when Michael Douglas is, is um, talking about his wife being missing and him needing to go find her, like, he doesn't... I never get his urgency to go find her. Like, it feels like this is the thing we're doing. Sure. Whereas I needed, I needed him to have that yeah. scene where he's like... No, like I have carried this weight for a long time and I feel guilty and yeah. I feel shame and I have to fix this. And I never quite got that from him. And I don't know if it's that the script doesn't quite do it or if it's just that he is phoning it in because he's just like, I don't know, I, I want another boat. Um, <laughs> like, I just, I'm not sure. But uh, I'm just imagining Michael Douglas singing, I'm on a boat. <laughs> I would, it, it's, it's funny because I almost feel like it, the title actually works really well because the real main character of this movie ends up feeling like the Wasp. Um, and I appreciate that part of it. Like, that was kind of cool. Right. Um, because it's almost like it's boring when Paul Rudd's not in the movie, but mm. then when he's in the movie, he has nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. Like, mm. nothing that's going on has to do with him other than sure. for some really good, like... You know, the house arrest, yeah, the, yeah, house the whole arrest. house house arrest thing, right? Which is fun, but it is contrived. Yeah, you know, like um, so growing to half size. Yeah, it'd be like if the Walk plot of like Lethal Weapon was that he's retiring in three days. Yeah. Like it's and not, bomb you know, on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my bigger my bigger issue uh, oh, still from la- the last week was still that like there's too there's there's a bit too much on the villain front. Like I don't really think I needed. Um, uh, uh, justified guy, yeah. Uh, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. I should know yeah. him. I should know yeah. him. He's in that he's movie, Quentin Tarantino movie. You right. Hate. The the time they <laughs> wasted on him is time they should have spent mm-hmm. having a villain. Yeah. Like because sure. Ghost is cool and those action scenes are cool, but actually, actually the action scenes between them and Walton Goggins is 
henchmen are cooler. Like, it gives a great setup for the Wasp to do things, which yeah. is awesome. I saw right. a theory mm-hmm. that he is working for Norman Osborn. Yeah. Willem Dafoe? <laughs> no. No. Dope. I'm hoping on Dude, a wing cool. and a prayer. Hopefully not Chris Cooper. Yeah. Ooh. Wasn't he dead or something yeah. in Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yeah. 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 Get Carl Reiner to do oh, it. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh, uh, with Ant-Man too, I I, uh, I heard somebody uh, mention this, and I, I felt this this comment was appropriate that it's like the palate cleanser for for the Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like basically your fried banana after a good steak dinner. Ooh, fried banana is so good. Um. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's especially true because like. I think the timing, a friend of mine said something about like, oh man, it's really too bad the movie came out now and not like in the fall because now there's nothing until basically March. Um, but I was like, well, yeah, but the, the difference is that in my audience, you know, I saw it a, a, a few days late, but in my audience when the stinger happens, which I mean, spoilers for Infinity War, but when the stinger happens mm-hmm. um, and things happen, I guess I don't have to spoil anything. When the stinger happens and things happen that are related to Infinity War... Um, like my audience all suddenly like felt it again, and so the fact that like it, that that wound is only three months old actually hits. Whereas if you waited until the fall, it would all, I, I'm afraid it would either be annoying or it would kind of be like, oh yeah, I remember that thing. It's, Whereas now yeah. like, it happens and it's like motherfucker, like it's like I, it's like if someone- just as <laughs> just as I was healing, like not only do you. Do you kill more people, but you also put characters that I like in terrible, terrible, like, holy shit, what do we do situations? Like, it's, it's, you made it worse again. It's like if you hit someone with your car, and then get out of the car and tell them, okay, I'm not going to hit you with my car again. And yeah. then go, I lied. And then just proceed to hit him over again and again. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like, oh, you know, for, for the last three months, as people have been speculating on, like, well... Who's gonna get you know snapped at the end of uh, of Ant Man? When you find out, it's like, well, how about it's all worse than you could imagine? Like yeah. it's just none of your guesses are right because make them worse. I say this with all respect and admiration. Kevin Feige is an emotionally manipulative monster. <laughs> we didn't hear about this in news, but this last week he revealed that the snap includes animals, which means that as part of the snap, half of all dogs and cats are also dead, that including puppies. <laughs> including puppies yeah. and kittens. Um, all the cute things. Yeah, like everything cute. Half of all adorable rabbits are dead. Um, so, anyway. Bugs Bunny? Yeah, yeah, take solace in, in the fact that you know, half of uh, the uh, really disturbing things living at the bottom of the sea are also gone. Also true. Half of yeah. kaiju dead. Yeah. Um, right. In, <laughs> while in hibernation at the bottom of the ocean, it is, half of all kaiju are dead. It yeah. is in the universe. Maybe the snap got rid of all the ETs. Uh, true. Yes. Nope. Yeah. No fin fang yeah. But there's a 50% chance that E.T. himself was was among the dead. Um, <laughs> Which I know you're hoping for. I am. Uh, honestly, I would rather like save one civilization and kill his civilization. James doesn't like E.T. <laughs> um, I like E.T., but I don't mind him being all gone. Of, as long as Alf is still around. Right, I was going to say, all of, all of Alf's civilization is alive, but the E.T.'s are dead. It's yeah. not. That's the From the first episode, he's on Earth because Melmac uh, got destroyed. So. Oh, he's the last uh, oh, Krypton. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, then he's then, like, he's like then a brother all, and a girlfriend floating around the galaxy, but the planet's gone. All of the civilization of Orc is still alive, so so that Mork is safe. So but, Zach, uh, Zack Snyder should do a reboot of Alf called Cats of Meal. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I th- I don't know what else I saw, but I'm sure that was enough. Uh, oh oh no, there's one more thing, which is I've been watching a lot of the Great British Baking Show. 
uh, on Netflix. Uh, because I'm married now, and that's what happens. This is, and just, this is just a loaded... <laughs> no, here's what I'm going to say. I think it's the best reality TV show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've thought about it a lot, and the reason is it is extremely positive, because like, unlike every other reality show, while they are competing against each other, there is genuinely no antagonism between the contestants. Mm-hmm. And so, like... They will help each other every now and then. And, like, they yeah. just want to bake good things. Yeah. And and because they're not, like, they're not in this boiler room where they're secluded for 30 days filming this thing. Because this show, basically, they just film it on weekends. So, like, these people go back to their normal lives during the week. And then that weekend, they go and do another episode of the show. And so, like, they're not just all, like, under all this pressure to win. I don't even know what the prize is other than a... A cake platter with their name on it. There may not be a cash prize. The prize and is so, hope. <laughs> yeah, as a result, <laughs> it's just them wanting yeah. to prove that they're good at baking. Yeah, which is awesome. Like it actually makes for a very pleasing show. And I realized I hate reality shows. Like other, like that that whole thing of them all like getting into gangs and fighting each other isn't actually as much fun as if they just tried. You know, realize that when they started to begin with. I'm just well, yeah. I'm just saying, like <laughs> this one is really pleasant. Um, Maybe the grand prize is a cookbook that animates cupcakes and oh. brings them back <laughs> The grand prize is you don't get your head blown off by a cake. Yeah. That's the in in season yeah. three they start killing people with cupcake with with carnivorous cupcakes. Yeah. Uh, that's or the part I haven't gotten to yet. You can control them. You can do yeah. whatever you want with them. Oh, there we go. You know. I like this idea. <laughs> At least you got to rewrite that comic book for yeah, origin story. But yeah, anyway, yeah, there's like begins. there's like four seasons on Netflix, so you can go watch some great ba- British baking show, and it's pleasant, delightful, <laughs> delightful. That's what it is. Mm. Uh, anyway, that's what I've been watching. So this week uh, we went and saw Skyscraper. Brad, should people go see Skyscraper? Uh, I don't know. I didn't go see it. Great. Uh, Dan, should people go see Skyscraper? Uh, I don't know, but we can make shit up about it. Great. Elise, <laughs> should people go see Skyscraper? We can definitely make some stuff up about it. Great. Uh, I have no idea because I didn't see this shit. Zach, should people go see Skyscraper? I hate you all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked Rampage more if we're talking about <laughs> The Rock movies. Wow. This, I was incredibly bored by this film. Really? I, I and, and now granted, I did put the preface um, in my Hereditary review. I had just seen Hereditary, <laughs> so something else was on my mind. Yeah. But Do you even I mean, remember the first ten minutes of this? Here's <laughs> the thing. Like I, well get into it in the in the full review, but like I I'm tired I I'm kidding I'm I'm not tired of it, but I'm getting really bored with us trying to remake Die Hard without actually remaking Die Hard. Either 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 go big or go home. That was a loaded loaded sentence. Are you suggesting someone should remake Die Hard? I'm just saying, like, I'm tired of like I, I get it. Terrace sees a building hostage. Do the towering inferno like with Dwayne Johnson? That's yes. what I want. Where nature and fire and the building girders themselves are the it's got villain. Got O.J. Simpson in it because this movie almost does that, but it doesn't. Like it's still tethered to this bad guy plot. I will say though. If you if you want like a roller coaster type of experience like on an IMAX screen or an RPX or a Dolby, then this will definitely cover you for the for the week. Sure. Um, but I, I I don't know. Like we'll get into it in the, after the trailer's played. Cool. Yeah. Well, speak of the devil. Here comes the trailer.
family is trapped 240 floors in the air. So what's the plan? Whatever it takes. We got this. Is it fun? Not not as much as Rampage, which is the this is the problem. Yeah. Like so this film is kind of like has a stuck up attitude of itself as if though it thinks it's like super serious. I don't get it. Like it's super serious. So the movie opens with explaining Dwayne Johnson and how he lost his leg, which has been all over the trailers. Um and it and it happens as a result of him trying to stop a hostage situation involving kids and the person who's holding the kids hostage blows himself up with like a, a homemade terror vest sure. and uh but he like gets put into the hospital that's how he meets his wife Nev Campbell which I was like oh good Nev Campbell's still alive and working in movies <laughs> <laughs> I was worried I thought the same thing <laughs> I was yeah. wor- I was worried between Scream 4 and now and now I can rest um but so anyway like, she and them get married and have kids and um like years later he's called upon to do security um like uh analysis work for this tower in uh, uh in um I'm trying to think it's in China I just can't I think it's Bangkok um but uh or I can't remember anyway I think it's in Bangkok but it's the tallest skyscraper in the world it's bigger than the one in Dubai and it's three times bigger than the Empire State Building and it's like it's like the the bottom level is apparently like a plaza slash mall type of affair mm-hmm. that kind of like like emphasizes on its luxuriousness and there's a park in the middle like a living park. That's in a big like bubble sphere of some kind. Cool. And then above that is supposed to be the residential section, but the residential section hasn't been opened yet because it still has to meet an insurance policy, and it would be the largest insurance claim in history. So Dwayne Johnson's character's job is to approve it so then that way um, they can get the insurance and then open up the residential area. But there's a plot going on that uh, no one else knows about. Until Even the writers. And, until... until <laughs> It seems like the writers kind of just went like, "Oh yeah, we 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 gotta we gotta make them all traitors." Because it turns out everyone around the designer of the building and Dwayne Johnson seem to be involved with the bad guy of this film, which is essentially uh, a weird Norwegian Hans Gruber. Oh, which um, which he does. He's he's you know you know what the the difference between this guy and Hans Gruber is Hans Gruber may be an asshole, but he's a charming asshole. This one's just a creepy asshole who does like weird, like has weird conversations with Dwayne Johnson's kids and almost makes me think I want to punch him immediately, which I guess makes him an okay villain. I don't know. Like your villain. I need to hate you a lot in order for you to be a good villain, I guess. Um, but, um, so anyway, um, the person who brought Dwayne Johnson in on the job betrays him because they're trying to get a tablet that, Hooks into the security system wait, of wait, the tower. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Is this movie the plot of Hurricane Heist, but in a building? Because <laughs> you, I still haven't seen Hurricane Heist, but okay, I've heard so you're just. But I've heard you just. But I, I know that I've, you've told me the story so many times. There is also an iPad. What controls the security system that Maggie Grace has hidden? That all the bad guys are trying to get a hold of, so they can open up the shredder. And yes. steal all the money. Yes. But does your tablet have facial recognition? Yes. So that's why they need Dwayne Johnson is to open up that thing. So that's why the, his friend betrays him. But everything goes south because the kids and the mother go back to the building from the zoo because they 
they got sick before they could see the pandas. Like, again, like, they're trying to cram a bunch of stuff into a movie about a building being set on fire. Um, and, um, so it turns into he's gotta save his kids from the, from the, from the fiery building, and then also stop the bad guys who are trying to get revenge and steal a piece of information from the creator of the tower. Um, and it turns out, like, the guy who is behind the evil plot, um, it, he's trying to get a, a hard drive that has bank accounts, uh, bank account numbers of all his associates because he tried to, um, like, leverage protection out of the designer of the building and then the designer of the building paid it, but when he transferred the money, he put a malware system in there so he could collect the financial information of oh, anybody man. who received it. Malware. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> malware. <laughs> so, and, 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 and so anyway, like, it's just like, he, it's an insurance policy for him so that he doesn't get muscled again. Sure. But, so that guy wants it back, and thus everybody in the building's a goddamn traitor. Like, it's, it's, it's basically turncoat the movie. And, um, but so the uh, is there a scene where he has to save the pandas in the zoo? <laughs> that would be a better movie. That would be a so if the, that's no, if two. the pandas if the if the pandas were in the zoo that's in the park that's in the building. Wait, is the zoo not in the building? No. Oh, son of a bitch! I know exactly. Opportunities missed. <laughs> exactly. Because then they could have had Jumanji style scenes where like right. he releases the the zoo animals yeah. up into to uh, like to fight the dudes. Yeah, and then like and then, and, and then like any as as they are falling, like, it'd be like the end of the Legend of Tarzan where like water buffaloes are running through the scene and and trampling bad guys. Right, ra- ra- rhinos. Pu- yes, yeah. rhinos yeah. commit Harry Carey by pushing the bad guy off the building and they fall with him. Going, if yes. I go, you go. Yes, armies. <laughs> Of armies of Walt Disney's lemmings would just pick oh. up the bad guys and throw them off of the building. So, but this really movie isn't fun enough to do that because it's very like it's got this self-serious tone that I don't think it needs. That's the biggest issue with this film is that it, I, yeah, like I get it. Like you want to make him like a brave hero and whatnot, but. I mean, like, one of the reasons Die Hard is an amazing, like, action movie is because it is fun on top of being thrilling. Yeah. And you you like Bruce Willis because he's charming and funny and he's an average guy. Yeah. This guy, while average um, in, in this context of his character and also disabled with his leg, he's not – this is one of those Dwayne Johnson performances where I'm just like, wow, you've got really bad dialogue because, like – only your charm is making the line even yeah. remotely lovable. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I wasn't too big on the cinematography style either. And it's done by the Robert Ellswit, the guy who shot There Will Be Blood and Good Night and Good Luck and stuff like that. So he's usually really good. And he's done stuff with P.T. Anderson all the time. So I, I, I guess, like, this was just more of just like a, yeah, I, I, need, a, I need a boat right. movie for <laughs> Robert Ellswit. Need a boat. But I, I mean, he does fine. It's just that it, it's not his best work, obviously. Sure. And also, the building itself, obviously, it's going to be heavily CG because it's a fake building that doesn't really exist. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it's really short, so it's like it, oh. whatever potential it had to extend on its plots, uh, kind of gets squandered. There's also a Chinese subplot with the cops that are investigating the bad guys and whatnot. <laughs> No, because well, because it takes place in China, and like so, there's a lot of scenes that are subtitled, which I was just like, oh, it's cool. That's an interesting way to cater to the foreign market. That's an interesting way to get another fifty billion dollars. You know, I think it's a smarter move than making the Great Wall with Matt Damon, but whatever. Very you know? fair. Very fair. You know, um, but so yeah, I mean, like this is one of those films that I think like is meant 
meant for the theater in in as much as that you need to go to the large premium format yeah. screen and just have fun with it, go nuts. Um, but also just be prepared to not have as much fun as you would with, say, a Rampage. Um, you know, like, I mean, like, I'm always an advocate for, like, every week, unless it's, like, the movie's atrocious. Like, yeah, go go ahead and see a movie. See any movie you want to. But this film is, like, I, I wouldn't even – I don't think I really would want to, like, re-see it. It's not as fun as San Andreas, which is weird because – Oh, shit. San Andreas, while, while it feels self-serious – also manages to have a lot more fun than it should. Yeah. Um. And also, like, makes just 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 makes the Mister Fantastic guy a complete and utter dick. Yeah. This film d- does nothing of that value. Oh. So I don't know. Would, like, would you say you would rather have seen a documentary about the complexity of the elevator system that 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 building would require? I mean, if uh, Peter Coyote from the Ken Burns documentaries narrates it, and I have Steve Martin doing a voice that's reading a letter, yeah, sure. But all right, we can make that happen. You know? <laughs> that was my first thought. Is I was just like, I, I, how many, I how swear, many elevators does that thing have? I, yeah, well, it, it's funny because like there's there's a great scene where she's they've got to send her down the elevator at a fast pace, and then she's got to release the lever and. It looks cool, but it was. I guess it would look and feel cooler if it wasn't so heavily computerized. Because sure. like every everything computer related in the film CG wise is just like you know what I I, I already know they're gonna make it like so I'm not gonna yeah. hold my breath and yeah. like and I know that makes me a cynical asshole, but you know like, it does. Yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I I prefer the movie with the flying wolf and um, yeah um, uh, Joe Manganiello getting eaten by that wolf. You know, oh, yeah. or Malene Aker- <laughs> or, or yeah. Malin Ackerman um, phoning doing, it in the hardcore, d- doing a thing. Well, you know what? She needs a boat. Chewing too. scenery yeah. left. I'm gonna and right. I'm gonna do a new series called Stars Who Need Boats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So yeah, sure. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Well, this week we also went and saw Hotel Transylvania three school days. Um, <laughs> Zach, should people go see Hotel Transylvania three school days? I haven't seen it yet, but I can ask questions of our people who have seen it so that I can get pumped to see it this week. Great. Brad, should people go see Hotel Transylvania three family vacation? Uh, I, I did not see any movies this week. So. <laughs> Great. Uh, I didn't see it either. Uh, Dan and Elise, yeah, should, should yeah. people go yep. see Hotel Transylvania three? Uh, oops, I married my daughter. What's it called? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, think you got it, I think you got it right. Yeah. Oops. You, I married my daughter. Yeah. No, it's uh, so it's what is it? Number 25 in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> of films. Yeah. I think that's pretty appropriate. Yeah. yeah. That's my little girl. She was always great with the saw. Saw's family. Saw's family. Uh, Dan, let's go into a corner and just talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre for a while. <laughs> uh, all right, I did see Leatherface. I, I just remembered that. Yeah. Oh. God. Yeah. So. So. Hotel Transylvania. Uh, should people go see this movie? Um. Well, the short answer is yeah. I I thought it was fun and uh, yes. Cool. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. When uh, Brad was uh, mentioning that this would be the film to you know that everybody was going to go see and clearly nobody did. <laughs> For I don't know. I don't we, know what bad we information were, you were given. Yeah, yeah, we were uh, we were the responsible party uh, based on that. But uh, um, but yeah, we uh, yeah. I remember seeing the the first one, and mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I I didn't like it at all, which was really unfortunate because you know it's the you know it's by the creator of you know Samurai Jack, mm-hmm. Master's yeah, Laboratory, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. adore you know you know 
yeah, those series. Uh, and then um, didn't he also do um, that uh, Clone Wars? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's Jendi Tartavarsky for yeah. anyone wondering. Um, yeah, yeah, he did the Clone Wars one that. The, the first shorts, yeah, the two D ones that are oh, that yeah. are the filler that are the tech that were at the time the technical filler between two episodes two and three. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Before before George Lucas went, oh shit, this stuff is cool. Yeah, yeah, that that stuff is so much better than those films. It's yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. makes a case for putting Sam Jackson into action in the in a live action version if if you got yeah. a different director. Those are cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, the the first time I I saw you know Hotel Transylvania, I just yeah, you know, it's just like yeah, it's it's uh, it's Adam Sandler and stuff. But I, I think there's also a case to be made too with the company you keep. So you know, at least you know saw it with me the second time. It's like oh. Uh, Okay, I can I can get into this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's much more adorable. You warmed, and you warmed his his black his icy heart. Icy heart. Sour. Sour. I yeah. knew I'd get you oh, on my yeah. side. Yeah. It's <laughs> about family. Oh, <laughs> and everything zings. Oh, uh, yeah. That's I guess that's the the monsters' terms for love. It's like you can say love. It's okay. <laughs> Why does this have to be? Co- oh, I zinged. What is that? Is that like a drug code? It's Twitter, code? <laughs> <laughs> it's Twitter uh, pay. <laughs> uh. I know everything's got to go to drugs with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, then then we went and saw the third one. And I really enjoyed it. You know? Yeah, it was cute. It was it was pretty high energy and a lot of different characters and a lot of different things going on. It was really fun. Yeah, it was just uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't really mind that uh, it was Adam Sandler because I'm not usually an Adam Sandler fan. Past uh, what Happy Gilmore and, and uh, Billy Madison, that's yeah, pretty much where I s- oh Punch Drunk Love, sure. Uh, but that's pretty much where I stop with with him. Uh, he's kind of a w- one note for me for the most part. But um, Steve Buscemi back as the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, my, he's my favorite part the, of those movies. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Wolfman gags, uh, they they just they just keep building. The gags <laughs> keep building, and I think that's really what what mm-hmm. what uh, kind of you know makes it and kind of cues me around, especially when they do the the really bad music numbers. Uh, now they're mm-hmm. like, they got a little bit more clever with with that. Nice. Um, yeah, some of the songs that they picked that, you know, melt the icy hearts of the big monsters. Uh, were, I was I was right on the nose with a, a few of them. I, I can't really, you know, tell them until more of you guys actually venture in and, and, yeah. uh, and see that. But uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty clever. Um, it felt more like Looney Tunes this time around, too. Hmm. Nice. Just just in the style of animation and, and uh, you know, a lot of those gags, too. It, huh. it, uh, I think. You, you know, weren't we talking about Chuck Jones earlier? Yeah, because I was telling you that the last time I felt that way about an animated film was um, Despicable, the first Despicable Me, yeah. in terms of it feeling like a really neat Chuck, Chuck Jones type of cartoon. Not necessarily the sequels, but that first one, when just in its initial concept and the way it delivers on it. Um, but I feel like the first Hotel Transylvania has like a difficult road pa- road paving to do because it has to firm itself in its own identity and not necessarily rely on animated tropes that hmm. were popular before it like so it doesn't rely what i like about the, the first and the second one is that it it has pop culture in it but that's not a crutch that it leans on oh, yeah. um it it really it relies on the humor of being a monster in general. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to put the pop culture element in. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, other than the music, which the music is whatever it's going to be. Like I've come to, I get it. I'm not into the things that most people are into in terms of music. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know what a CeeLo Green is until he's playing a mummy. So, um, but, uh, yeah, like I, I guess like for me, like, I, cause I plan on seeing the third one this weekend. I just like, I didn't see a trailer for it until like almost the release. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. completely forgot they were even going to make one. So I, I actually thought this might have been a direct to DVD release until it was, uh, until it like beat out Ant-Man in its, it's second week. It's the only mm-hmm. Adam Sandler thing left in theaters, man. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's the strange thing to me. Everything yeah. else he does goes to Netflix. I yeah, know. That's I'm, true. I'm still waiting for you. Don't mess with the Zohan too. Uh, <laughs> this, this this fall on Hulu. I know. I now. Yeah. I now. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry and Lester. I mean, I'm looking forward to all of them, man. I'm I'm looking forward to Lester, <laughs> as, as played by Steve Buscemi. I would see that movie. Oh my god! Oh, you know what? Steve, Adam Sandler should produce and maybe co-write a movie starring Steve Buscemi as like your soul star. Like, make him a comic. He was a stand-up comic before he was oh, yeah. an actor. Yeah. I want him to get that last hoorah before he dies in the world of comedy. Because, like, I don't mind the first Grown Ups film. I didn't even bother to see the second one. But Steve Buscemi's cameo in the first Grown Ups is pretty funny. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad you guys like it because that, that yeah. gives me some confidence to go buy that ticket and yeah. enjoy it. No, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, skyscraper. Mm. <laughs> but... Uh, but for sure, a family should go out and see a Transylvania movie. Yeah, I, yeah, that, I, I think that uh, that one was was uh, pretty fun. It, it's also you know really nice too, like um, as kind of a follow up uh, family CG animated film after you know Incredibles two. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you, you see the top tier, and then you know Transylvania you know, three is is like uh, you know, what Labor Day barbecue is that what it's called? Sure. Um, you know that it's kind of. A, over here yeah you know, it's it's not going to be of the highest quality but but still it's it i think it does you know pretty well uh for for what it is good yeah cool. uh, I, that's about all i've got i mean mm-hmm. yeah it is yeah. what it is it's sounds it's good. sugar uh, well, I appreciate you going and and seeing it for us. Yeah. Though it sounds like you got the while you well none of us saw it too we probably would have been better off if we had so yeah yeah, I, I, sorry. I, like Ryan was supposed to be here, and he saw right, both Ryan movies, and yes. that kind of yeah. I, 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 I only had I spent eleven hours this weekend building IKEA furniture, so I, I was like the only chance I had to see a movie was to see Ant Man. I, I used it on Ant Man, and I was like, okay, that that seemed like the right choice. Yeah. You know what? You, you, um, you, what you did was you looked at a poster for skyscraper, and you looked at your, your IKEA furniture, and you just kind of did like a side by side comparison. Yeah, I was like, I, I think I can make this choice. Yeah. <laughs> I've been uh, on this planet like, long yeah. enough. <laughs> Uh, I, I I'm enough of an, of an adult. I can figure this out. As you're building the IKEA furniture, you pause for a second and you go, "Yeah, I'm sure he makes it out of that building, okay?" Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> Was I'd, a skyscraper made by IKEA? I'd watch. Oh my god. <laughs> no, the question is, can we see a movie? As you where can see, we developed no the finest insurance. building known to man. <laughs> no insurance would cover that. <laughs> I just need a movie where 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 The Rock tries to put together IKEA furniture, but it's difficult because he only has one leg. It's a building that's disposable after like five years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where's the screw? Where's the screw? Well, even with he's that got iPad, damn Allen wrenches. 
even with that iPad, you know, the, t- uh, the programming will just, you know, slowly run down because it's an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after two years, it's like, it's, it's going to take a while. At least five minutes. And all of, all of the pandas are fed only lingonberries. <laughs> he looks up at the, he looks at the screen. Fucking AT&T should have gotten Verizon. <laughs> he just keeps trying to hack into it. <laughs> We need a cell tower up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Is the top of the building also a cell? No, I don't. I care more about the engineering of the it, world's it, largest it, building it, it's, than I do whether or not the rock can jump off a crane. It's like all the build. <laughs> All the uh, all of the buildings suggest like that it's like made of like the most indestructible titanium and stuff like that. One of the interesting things though is that in order for them to start the fire, they used the uh, because there's a big fire security system that will put out a fire with water, like obviously like you do and stuff like that, and seal off oxygen vents. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Explain to me <laughs> how to put out a fire. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Because I'm going to explain it. Most buildings so, have this. System. So, so in order, so in order to, do you mean a hose? <laughs> 16 so, dudes with 16 in order, buckets in order wow. to in order in, in order to trick the sprinkler system they put in water flammable material all over the floor and then put a road flare near the ground and then that or, or near the sprinkler and that sets off the sprinkler which then sets off the fire so it's that was a pretty cool scene wait 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 so they light it, the water on fire so it's like they put a water flammable substance on oh, it like okay. so like one of those things like when you put water on it yeah so um so they fill the room with that and then do it that way so it tricks the fire system in that middle level um but like yeah and but yeah, everything's on fire in that building. Was it, was it water with gasoline in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you mean. Here's the thing: I didn't yeah, know, I know water flammable things existed Petroleum. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Greek fire. Just spread, yeah. Well, I, I, I see. I'm dumb. I don't know things. <laughs> oh, wait, so wait. I, let me turn around. Let's explain how fire works to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to explain how putting a fire out worked, but no, no. Is it I that I do I take do I take my slip? and rub it against my knee to create the fire? Yes. Okay, oh, friction. Cool. <laughs> We're going to try that. <laughs> oh, my god. But, goodness. yeah, no, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting way of, like, quote-unquote, getting around the highest security, the highest tech security system in the world. The way, the way to get around a fire suppression system. <laughs> fire. <laughs> Keep the fire suppression system busy. The more you drill holes into this nonsensical, horrible remake of the Towering Inferno, the more I... The no. less I want to see it ever again. Now, now <laughs> drilling holes in the fire suppression system. <laughs> another way to deactivate it. Uh, wow. What are we doing with the pumps? Brad, drilling holes. Brad, what are we not seeing next week? Oh, man. What, yeah, what is that? I, know. I have no Mama idea. Mia, it's two weeks. It's Mama Mia 2. It's two weeks till a good yeah, movie. It's, it's the Equalizer 2 or Mama Mia 2 or something indie. Man. Did any of us see the Equalizer? I never saw I didn't. it. I, I saw the first one. It was yeah. okay. Yeah, it good? Saw that too. It, there was a kick-ass looking 4K it's Denzel. release like last week. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Denzel, man. Yeah, That's all you need. I, I, he's got an Uzi he, in there. He, he made the me want to see a movie about fighting a train, so I will go. <laughs> hey, that was that was all right. Actually, the, he the, fought the two trains scare. because of the Pelham 123 remake as well. So Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, he fought a train and Travolta at the same time. Like They're two equal adversaries. Yeah, both are uh, trains. <laughs> <laughs> both have incredible momentum. <laughs> Especially Travolta's one, hairpiece. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say one on a railroad track and one on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. 
At one point. Yeah. <laughs> About two points. That's yeah. what Gotti needed. He needed to dance in that movie. He doesn't dance in that movie. If only he'd spent a little time fighting Tony's depression. Uh, <laughs> ben, what are we seeing? Uh, another option is uh, Unfriended to the Dark Web. Okay, well, I'll miss <laughs> next <laughs> week. Yeah. Maybe we uh, should do a I film gotta explosion. Be, I gotta be honest, Ooh, I have no interest. We should do a Ooh. film explosion. We could do a film explosion. Well, how many Nin- have we done this year? 1998. Yeah, 1998 is, is next. Yeah. Everyone's going to have Godzilla on their list, right? Uh, I am. <laughs> uh, what's better than Velociraptors? <laughs> I mean, Ryan has to show up for us to do it. Well, yeah, but we don't make that Matthew Broderick. This person, Ryan, that you keep talking about, we're pretty convinced he doesn't exist. Well, it's funny, because they were pretty convinced I didn't exist. <laughs> He's a puppet in my closet. <laughs> yeah. um, we yeah, we should puppet. totally do that, because I would rather do that than see Mamma Mia 2. We'll because to, we'll I'd rather out. do that than see Mamma Mia 1. We'll have to probably figure out scheduling then. Cause. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. There's a way to do it. All right. Cool. Um, cool. Dan. Um, yeah. At least well, thank Dan you Elise. for coming on the show. Well, yeah. One more time. Thanks for talking about shitty buildings with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ikea buildings. Yes. How, do, how do people find you? How do they support? Where do they go? Call to action. Uh, bit.ly backslash uh, Camp Crash to support the Camp Crash uh, web series uh, Kickstarter. Uh, they can find me on Instagram, uh, yeah, Daniel underscore Crozier. Um, and then uh, also uh, my production company is called uh, Misassembly, so just misassembly.com. And Very you can cool. probably Google me and find me on porn for all I know. Weird. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that was, I didn't, wasn't expecting that part. I'm about to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I can. Yeah, what, another, uh, one more time you've subtly dropped a skill we didn't know about. <laughs> oh, sheesh. Oh, baby. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Have I told you about the video where I paint murals naked? <laughs> that one. Yes. This man's nude crochet <laughs> is impeccable. <laughs> Actually, holy shit, I have seen you nude because of that Camp Crash pilot. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm not watching it. Oh, um, uh, shit. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch that PG version. Yeah. yeah it'll, it's it, more up your own. It's a nice palate cleanser. Oh. Uh, cool. Very cool. Sweet. Well, um, uh, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Really appreciate it. Before we go, um, no, we're coming up on like this week when probably when the episode drops, uh, sixth anniversary of the uh, events in Aurora. Yeah. Please go to aurorarise.org and donate whatever you can to help uh, victims of the Aurora Theater shooting, please. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you. Uh, yeah, and they posted a thing this week about the, uh, the scholarship, yeah, education scholarship. Yeah. So uh, go to help check kids out who well. are struggling in uh, middle and high school. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you know any applicants, make sure you. I don't remember what the due date is, but it's soonish. Um, um, yeah, we'll so, put some information on the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. very cool, sweet. All right, thanks everybody. Mm-hmm. It's Thank good you. to be back. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening and have a nice day.